Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. So if somebody uh, from Hollywood came up to me and said, I want you to write a script for the next nine months, um, I can do it. I can do it because I'm good at pure fantasy. And What's I can... your uh, twist at the end? Your M. Night Shyamalan to cap it off. Uh-oh. I don't know. I'm not as good as he is. But no, I know, really. You know what? I couldn't write this script. It's already written. This is... This is unbelievable. So here's the plan as far as the media, which is the right end, you know, the right arm of the uh, Democrat Party. This is uh, their plan. The new propaganda approach by ABC News and probably NBC and ABC is to um, paint Trump as losing it. They're actually going to try to paint Trump as crazy. No, not not crazy as he's too old. And he's losing it. Wait a minute. I'm I'm telling you, you can't make this stuff up. Have they met the other guy? No. Wait, they're not going to do it about the guy that turns around and shakes hands with the air? Yes, they're not going to do it about that. They're actually going to try to transpose Biden's weaknesses onto Trump. It's the insanity. And the thing is, is that I, I, I just... Biden falls upstairs and walks into flagpoles. How are you... They're going to do it, and they're doing it. I'm going to play it for you right now. Georgie Stephanopoulos with John Carl yesterday on ABC oh. News. Good morning, America. <sighs> Here we go. I mean, first of all, uh, I'm going to. Can we post audio somehow? So um, I want to weaponize my audience. I want to give you weapons so where you can talk to somebody who's a liberal who is completely engulfed in CNN news and doesn't hear anything else. I want you to play this stuff for them. Oh, audio? I thought we were handing out pitchforks in the parking lot. Ah, we could, it could be a cassette and the pitchforks. <laughs> All right, a cassette? Here we, what are you, here we 90? <laughs> wow, it's just you know, what's portable. Hold on, let me take out my Walkman, get my headphones ready for you. Ready? All right, here's, here's old Stephanopoulos. Listen. He's been showing more and more confusion in his stump speeches. George, that moment, which, by the way, the Biden campaign has already cut into an ad, is really something. Donald Trump is truly confused about who Nikki Haley is. They're really, really, really trying to do this. Is that unreal? Can you can you believe they're trying to paint Trump as uh, like like he's losing? As opposed his- to the other senile bozo that's already there. Okay. Two weeks ago, Joe Biden, two weeks ago, said he took a picture with a ghost, someone that wasn't even in the room because she was away in Washington and he was in another state. Here we go. Appreciate it very much. I also want to mention Congressman De- Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? I just had my picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. No, I'll kid this stop. Anyway, you, you, oh, she couldn't be here, actually. That's not true. I got it mixed up. He just, there's so, it's so rich in there. In that little segment right there, it's so rich. He lies. Uh-huh. Says he took a picture with her, because that's a lie, because he mm-hmm. couldn't have. Secondly, or maybe he imagined it. Secondly, she's not even there. So, so he's talking to a ghost, apparently. But then there's no news about that. No, no. George Stephanopoulos did not play that piece right there. It's all about Trump's the one who's losing it. 
Ah, here we go. Listen, there's uh, there's more of this. It just goes on forever. She has, uh, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district, and she's up in Washington right now. That's where she is, the ghost that he just took a picture with. But let's go with Georgie. Now that she was in charge of security at the Capitol on January 6th, clearly confusing her with Nancy Pelosi. But we've seen him confuse uh, Joe Biden with Barack Obama. He thinks that he beat Obama. We saw at one point he talked about how um, Biden was going to get us into World War II. Uh, so there, there has been, you know, there, there have been moments, there have been moments and there have been several moments on the campaign trail uh, where, where he has seemed and quite frankly moment, out of it. We should underscore he's confusing Nikki Haley for Nancy Pelosi as he's telling Lie. Okay, I, yeah. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. So here's Biden talking to a dead person. She died. Most of the people in the room are actually there because she passed away. And Biden addresses her from the podium. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She's, she's dead. dead. She's she's dead. dead. She's been dead for two days. She's dead. I see dead people. He sees dead people, but George Stephanopoulos and John Carl, they don't they don't make any references to that. Oh no, well uh, Trump confused Nikki Haley for Nancy Pelosi. I don't know. If if you're if you got a sight problem, you probably pretty easy to look alike. Oh my god. It just goes up. Stephanopoulos talks more about for event today the president appears. Oh, oh no no no. This is okay, you just heard the dead him addressing the uh-huh. dead person. Then Pepe Le Pew, the White House spokespersonality, the box checker, uh, says, Oh no, that wasn't that. For event today, the president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. Well, the president w- was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. Jackie, are you here? That's an acknowledgement of work, or is it that he's looking for him? Does this... I mean, I know she's stupid. I know she she's here? very dumb. She's very she's dumb. She's just hoping everybody else is. She's yeah, trying but, to do the best she can with what she got. But you know what? Just to defend the, the Democrat journalists in the audience, which is 92% of them, uh, they're not dumb. Why doesn't somebody get up at that point and go, you're lying. Mm. You are absolutely... Why doesn't somebody have the balls? Yeah, they'll pull her card and they won't be allowed back in to do the reporting on the next go-round of lies. God, well, the room will be empty. If you all stand up and say, you're lying, call her out, the room will be empty. There won't be any press conferences. They would love that. They would probably prefer that. That way you could put out one just Twitter video every week full of lies and just have that be your press conference. No questions. Does anybody believe that when, when she says stuff like that? I don't think anybody believes her ever. No, I'm sure she has nights where she comes home and she's like, you guys, I can't do it anymore. You're asking me to make up stuff. There's so much evidence to the contrary. Remember well, I used to say that I thought Jen Psaki probably went home and when she lies in bed, she's got a huge ulcer because she's like, I can't do this forever. Yeah, like I, I'm just looking stupid t- saying something that's so blatantly untrue. Yeah, but she looked good doing it. Uh, yeah, I did like the way she circled back. Yeah, I like that too, yeah. Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House. She was not actually in charge of security, though, <laughs> at the Capitol. And he says that he had offered uh, her troops, which, again, is not true. But regardless, it's not just the lie. It's that he doesn't, he's confused about who Nikki Haley is, the person he's running against. And you can see it in that clip that we played her just part of. He says, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. It's like he's looking to find looking it in his brain word. somewhere. John Carl, thanks very much. 
you see how serious they are? Like, they're serious. First of all, Trump wasn't lying about that. He did offer the National Guard up to the white, to the Capitol building before this all happened. They all knew it was coming because mm-hmm. it was all a setup. And he did offer up the National Guard. They wouldn't take it. Then he said, why don't you bring the police in? This is not going to be good. Trump said that to them, Nancy Pelosi herself, and she told him, no, we don't want them. Then when the National Guard showed up after it was all said and done, she put him in the parking lot underneath the Capitol, under the building, without weapons. Oh, yeah. They came over without their without their uh, weapons. It, it, the whole Don't you see that? The whole thing was a setup. It was a riot that got out of hand. It was bad. It was embarrassing. But it wasn't an insurrection. It was not even close. Anyway, here's the now that on the Biden end of the stick, this is what they're coming out with. They're going to hang everything on abortion. Yeah, I figured they were going to do that. Well, it's it's one of those issues. It's like super dividing. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 where you. It's the only card they really have left to play at that point in the game. So let me play you the brand new abortion commercial. This is what they're going to work on. This is going to be the uh, number one thrust. The abortion commercial that just came out. It's available on social media. Soon you'll see it on TV. I'm an OBGYN in Texas and a mother of three wonderful children. Having this beautiful, messy, chaotic, but wonderful family, it's the joy of my life. I never thought that I would need an abortion for a planned pregnancy, but I did. Two years ago, I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. At a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and that there was absolutely no chance of survival. In Texas, you are forced to carry that pregnancy, and that is because of Donald Trump overturning Roe v. Wade. The choice was completely taken away. I was to continue my pregnancy, putting my life at risk. Okay, Donald Trump is not the Supreme Court. Donald Trump did not make the ruling. No. The, the ruling was made because the Supreme Court uh, identified, or actually, I don't know what the word I'm trying to find here, but they decided and they made the right decision that this is a state issue. Each state should decide for themselves what their abortion laws are. Yeah, so... Uh, I, the lady's like, you know, I'm okay. stuck with this. I was like, can't you go to a different state and do what you need to do? Yeah, yeah. And then they, they go on to say in the ad, here, I'll play a little bit. It's every woman's worst nightmare, and it was absolutely unbearable. We need leaders that will protect our rights and not take them away. And that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Now, in, in the, uh, in the interview. about that? <laughs> yeah, Biden, she was made to flee the state. To get the abortion. I love the words. You got to understand the words they use. When you hear the word flee, not leave the state, you see, it seems like her hair's on fire and she's running for the border. Okay, now just a couple of things here real quick. First of all, they picked out somebody, such a rare case, such a rare case, that it's only 0.5% of all pregnancies. 0.5%. They use that for an ad to make you think like, Thousands upon mm-hmm. thousands of women are having these abnormalities with their fetus, and Texas is preventing mm-hmm. everyone from getting an abortion. Now play me the video of the girl that's had her sixth abortion and uses it as a form of birth control, or play me the video of the trans guy that says he wants to get a uterine transplant just so he can get pregnant so he can abort his baby. Play me those videos. Now here are the percentages from the government on why abortions are performed. 1%, I know this is shocking, but this is the part they don't want you to know. 1% of abortions are the result of rape, and less than half a percent are the result of incense. Incest, not incense. Don't most don't, don't a lot of states though have that as an exception? Rape yes, or most states do. Now, 
14 states have banned abortion completely. However, there are circumstances that you'll have to go to a judge to get the okay. I think that's wrong. I think if a doctor decides your life or the fetus's life is threatened and, and maybe they're called, what do they call it, a fetal abnormality that is fatal, then yes, you should be able to make that decision on your own. But just an abortion, now here's the number that kills me. We're, we're killing a million babies a year in this country. We are worse. No other country's doing that. Even in France, they limited abortions to 12 weeks. 12 weeks you got to decide. That's for your whole first trimester. But we're acting like 15 weeks, that's awful. It's my body, my choice. Okay, let me give you some stats real quick. A child's heartbeat happens at 21 days. It's audible in 8 to 10 weeks of gestation. There are nearly 1,053,000 abortions in 2023. As of 2019, New York abortion law now allows for abortions all the way to full term. A breathing viable baby at 27 weeks and above can be killed. And it is murder. I'm then why sorry. are people then why are people upset then? Because they want complete control of killing their baby till they're nine months pregnant. Yeah, but wouldn't you wouldn't be able to you make the decision prior to that? Well, I mean, wouldn't you rather have the ability to have fifty different choices of how to handle that scenario instead of one for the entire nation? No, Doesn't pl- that seem like it's more flexible for everyone involved? Plan. I don't get why people are upset about that whole thing. They want complete control. This is not about common sense. This is not about being you know rational. This is emotional. This is I want. control control of my body and if I want to kill my baby I mean we got people that act I played you the audio that actually oh, girls believe, on college campuses yeah that think they could kill their baby two months after they're born if they don't want it mm-hmm. that's what we've come to now now here's the funny part it's again these comes from the people that are always claiming oh it's racism the Republicans are racist well in New York listen to this in 2015 approximately 35% of all pregnancies in New York City ended in abortion there, in the black community, there's more babies being aborted than black babies being born. Wow. The, the, do, you re, do you know why, how Planned Parenthood came about? I, oh, I re- yeah, wasn't the lady racist? She was a racist, and she wanted to kill the black population in this country. And the way to do it was through abortion. That Nobody tells you that. And Planned Parenthood, to this day, is a baby-killing machine. But that's true. But nobody knows that because they won't say that. But Biden's going to use this whole thing, a 0.5% case of a woman that needed an abortion because the baby was probably going to die in the womb, if not shortly thereafter. And yes, that was justified. But 92% of people in this country, women in this country, get abortions out of inconvenience. And this this is stats that you can actually look up. You want to know what the inconveniences are? This is from the. From I don't the, have enough money. I don't have the means to take care of the baby. School, work, and other. Mm-hmm. Lack financial resources. The biggest one. I'm not ready. Well, why did you open your legs? I'm sorry to be so blunt. You were ready to have sex, weren't you? And I blame the men just as much. Absolutely. You do that, and you you do that knowing full well that you're taking a big chance that she could become pregnant, and you walk away. You should be arrested. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. No, I get it. It's a heated topic. I understand. No, nobody wants to talk about, oh, we don't, we can't talk about that. But here comes Biden and his folks. They're going to come after it. Because they know that's their biggest bullet point where they can get people divided. Hey, they might think I'm too old and they might think I'm senile and they might not like any other thing that I do, but I know that I can get them on this. Well, when yeah. you grab people by the emotions, they tend to yep. react faster or 
you know, 100%. with more force than they would if you just tried to explain them a fact. That's why stories overwhelmingly convince people that something's a good idea rather than here's a list of rules. It's And by the way, I will emphasize because I want I want I'm not unreasonable. The Texas law is wrong. It's too, banning complete abortions completely Dangerous. is wrong. And so are the other 14 states, although there's variations among states. But well, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, people are upset about the Roe v. Wade thing, but it's like if, now that it's open to the states, it gives you more options than you ever had. Roe v. Wade had nothing. The 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 had nothing. Throwing it back to the states had nothing to do with Trump. Had nothing to do with Trump. But they're going to use that anyway. Hey, Ford lost 4.5. Billion last year on EVs. Are we Yowch. surprised? Well, but how much did they make in government subsidies to start producing? Not enough. Not enough. Uh, that's the thing in China where, like, the government was handing out subsidies. Hey, if you produce X, you know, if you sell this number of electric cars, you'll get government money. So these factories start pumping out cheap electric cars and then trashed them in a, in a, you know, field behind the factory just so they could claim the government money. Is this kind of a similar thing? Yeah, same thing. Big three automakers uh, said... They have plans to raise production of? Hybrids. Hybrids is one of them, but mostly it's Guess. fossil fuel cars that mm. people want. Uh, how much did Ford lose on every single vehicle? On average, it lost around $32,000 on every EV sold Ooh. in the second quarter of this year. Damn. And that was one of the main reasons for Jim Farley's decision to slow down investments in EV technology. In a recent interview for CNBC, Emmanuel Roser from Deutsche Bank said, What concerns us is most automakers haven't cracked the economics to make an EV affordable. And as a result, we don't really see a pass in the near term for this to happen. Yeah, uh, Ford is going to increase the production of its Bronco. Cool. Mm -hmm. cool car it's suv uh and the ranger pickup which is selling a lot you know it's uh because the f big pickup trucks like the f-150 have become so expensive oh dude yeah. they're outrageous now they're beautiful trucks but oh, uh nice. but still people are buying them so you know but that's what's happening and uh a lot of this also has to do with the fact that there's people still stranded in Chicago, and it's been three days. Nothing, no juice, it's still on zero percent, and this is like three hours this morning being out here, after being out here eight hours yesterday. You've been here since when? 5 p.m. yesterday. So, 20 hours or so? Yeah, about. Man, this is crazy. It's, it's, it's a disaster. Seriously. Just, oh, we got a bunch of dead robots out here. <laughs> I love that. Wow. A bunch of dead robots. So, John Fetterman. Uh, I don't want to go through the whole story of how he got where he got. You can look that up. And uh, he was great as a puppet for a while while he couldn't speak after his stroke. His wife loved it. She's a commie, a big communist. And she would speak for him. And so would other Democrats in Pennsylvania speak for him. And I don't know if this is a real result of the stroke because he was a quite a uh, disliked Democrat uh, coming up in the uh, ranks of politics in his sweatshirt and gym pants and dirty well, they sneakers. looked at him as like the regular guy. Look how regular he is. And he was all about it. He had all the talking points. All of a sudden, John Fetterman's recovering nicely, being able to construct sentences fully. And his opinions are changing? And it's, yeah, it's weird. Now, uh, people are turning on him because he's actually speaking common sense. He's People questioned him about it. I saw a poll that indicated you have very high approval among Democratic voters and it, this information in Pennsylvania and this information came along with the tag that Twitter is not real life because obviously a lot of progressives on Twitter have been attacking you for your position on Israel uh, for noting that in your opinion um, saying that there is a crisis at the border does not make one uh, xenophobic. Why do you think you've been so criticized by so many progressives? 
I, I honestly don't understand. I, I don't understand why it's controversial to anybody to decide that you're going to stand with Israel in this situation. I honestly don't understand why it's controversial to say we, we need a secure border. Uh, I've been very clear. In fact, that was weaponized against me as Republicans in my race. That I'm very much a, a strong supporter of immigration, and you know my my wife's family. I, that's the Oregon story about that. Uh, and I think two things can be true at the same time. You can be very supportive of immigration, but we also need to have a secure border. He's beginning to make sense. I know it's crazy. It's insanity. Are they trying to write him off as he doesn't know what he's talking about? Well, now, yeah, exactly. So now the guy's recovered and actually becoming like a real person with his faculties all together, and they're going to name label him crazy. Meanwhile, when he wasn't making sense, they were like, yay! yay! Just repeating what we say! You don't have to wear a tie. It's fine. Out in California, they changed the COVID isolation rules down to one day now. One day? <laughs> one day. 24. Isn't that just like when you're normally sick? 24 hours. If your fever's gone, you have 24 hours, you can come back to work. Remember the days of like 14-day isolations? You would oh, have yeah. Stay in a hotel room. Ah, those are the days. Two weeks off. Of course, oh. you couldn't enjoy them, but two weeks off. Yeah. So they, now it's just like a normal cold. If you're fever-free for 24 hours, then you can go back. Exactly. Okay. That's, that's, this is a little weird, isn't it? This is very strange. I find it just it's very strange. What do the people on a street in California think the isolation period here it is. You have COVID. How many days should you isolate for? I thought it was 10 days. Say you get COVID. Do you know how many days you should be isolating for? 14, right? Uh, 14. Well, it's actually lower to about six days now, right? I believe it's seven. <laughs> Where did the common sense go? Because like when I was growing up, if you had a fever... Them, and you had an infection, which means you could be contagious, and you just didn't go around people. You stayed home till you were better, and the fever went away. Right. If you were fever-free for 24 hours without the use of a fever reducer, then you were good to go. No one's heard of common sense in a long time. I don't time, think Jill. they have either. Super rare. It's old. Went, went, went with the dodo bird. <laughs> and finally, the Super Bowl is going to get way too long, and I got news for you. In about another, I give it five years, the actual commercials and the regalia and the entertainment are going to be longer than the actual, the actual game. game. <laughs> the game's going to interrupt all the uh, entertainment. The concert and the promos. <laughs> now, this is, uh, this is annoying and at the same time political and divisional. Is that a word? Divisive. Divisive. I like divisional. Okay. <laughs> it's fun. It sounds but a little wordy, but divisive's it's Divisive's good. good. I like that. Post Malone, Reba McIntyre will perform at the game. Well, Post Malone's doing the pre-show, and then Reba's doing the national anthem. National anthem, and Post Malone's going to be doing the uh, America the Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Reba will do, as she said, the Star Spangled Banner, and then Andre Day will do the- Andrea Day. She's awesome. Who's Will that? do the Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is- um, that's a pretty song. The thing is, though, why? There's the Native American anthem. Where right. are they doing that one? Anybody coming out there who's singing, you can bring back Frank Sinatra hologram to do the Italian national anthem. Hey, oh. Yeah, I mean, is this what's <laughs> going to happen now? The Russian national anthem, the Cuban national anthem. Venezuela has a national anthem. Oh, wait a minute, Brazil. We got to do that. The way they try to get away with that, they do it first as if it's just like... Oh, while you're getting ready for the game, the song's going to play. It's fine. Yeah, it's like, aren't we divided enough? Shouldn't we have one song and that'll be it? No. Should be one song. Every color. One country, one song, every color. Right, Jill? As if the Super Bowl pregame show wasn't already too long before we even won. 
one play. We have to hear three songs. <laughs> America, America was made for everyone. We do not need a bunch of songs. We just need one and the Play ball. Yeah. All right. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Oh my god. On 1059 Sunny FM. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Crazy! Brought to you by All Electric Salazars. So, do you remember last week, I think it was, we did this story about, because there's this big craze with these Stanley Cups everywhere. I don't understand why it matters what you drink out of, but apparently it's a status thing now. And this mother was talking about how her child got bullied because she didn't have the most expensive Stanley Cup, and she explains what she did. Now, you might think in your head, this is a great time for a lesson for your child to say, material things don't matter, and if you're surrounded by people that are making you feel bad because you don't have what they have and they're probably not real friends anyway. Did she take that route? No. The mom probably didn't even know that that lesson. She probably is still one of those people that buys stuff because other people have it. Yeah, she gave her daughter a Walmart cup and she took it to school and the kids who have Stanley cups were very bullying. Loser. Yeah. And so, that being said, before you come at me, um, if you're a mom, if you're a parent, and you can do something to keep your child from getting made fun of, to help fit in, you're going to do it. So, we went and bought her a 30-ounce Stanley. <laughs> Way to go. Nice parenting there, mom. Idiot. Well, this is what happened in this story, and it kind of relates to that one. Um, this girl's name is Amelia. She is in Birmingham, Alabama. She's 16 years old. She's a high school sophomore who got her first Stanley Cup a year ago. Since then, she's built up a collection. She's got 67 of them, and she Whoa. says she's obsessed. Now, if you do the math, that How many different colors are there? I'm sure there's all different themes and everything, right? I'm sure it's not just solid colors. There's probably 60, patterns though? and stuff. She's 67. Oh, geez. So that means her parents have helped feed her obsession by spending upwards of $3,000 on cups. She has about 137,000 TikTok followers and enjoys sharing how she organizes her collection and coordinates the tumblers with her outfits. This is why TikTok, you've got to keep your kids off of it, influence other children to be spoiled, entitled brats. I saw a video of a girl, no lie. She does, uh, if you've ever if you've ever seen any of those cleaning, organizing, remodeling videos that people pulled up, they'll go, oh, this is my den now. I'm going to upgrade it and do blah, blah, blah. One girl, no lie. She lived alone with some cats and some plants. And, you know, it's her house. She can do whatever she wants. But her entire wall in her living room was mm. tumblers. <clears throat> it was just, and she had them in kind of cubby holes that were lined with lights so to they could, light them up to there like for back, water to backlight the cup I, just, <laughs> I shove all mine in a cabinet 
Let's see what this mom yeah, has to wow. say some more here. I am not going to if my daughter asks for something to help fit in with the kids at school and she feels cool and it's something that she really wants and I can do that for her, I'm going to. <laughs> Okay. My daughter will not be bullied. She's going to be the most popular. Yeah, she'll not know the value of money, and she'll be entitled and spoiled and a pain in the ass and won't be able to get a job. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> what are going to do? Uh, nothing. Just keep doing this. It's fun. <laughs> All right, so uh, you watch Pawn Stars? Yes. Well, not now, but I used to. You used to, right? I was so, going to say, is that show still on? It is. So do you know who Rick Harrison is? Yes. Okay, so Rick Harrison's son, Adam Harrison, I just got this news a couple days ago, passed away last week, 39 years old. Now they're revealing the cause of death from Adam was a fentanyl overdose. Wow. Uh, Rick went to TMZ and said, I can confirm Adam died from a fentanyl overdose. The fentanyl crisis in this country must be taken more seriously. We have to do better. Um, and the fentanyl crisis in this country is so overwhelming and if it hasn't been touched by you personally it's probably been touched by somebody you know um and rick when i was having this discussion with you before we got on the air you said this is insane this administration should be tried for murder because of all the deaths from the fentanyl overdoses and they're just letting it over the border and that made me remember sammy the bull um gravana if you don't know who he is he's a former mobster who became the underboss of the uh, gambino crime family he'll put Gotti away and stuff like that so he was talking about the current administration um, kind of relating to what you just said. Well, you said that uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are worse than you and John Gotti. He said that you guys look like choir boys compared to them. Yeah, I didn't say about me and John Gotti. I mean, I think that we as thieves are like choir boys compared to them. We did crimes. I'll give you an example. We ran unions, women's clothes, Address instead of costing $16, cost $18. Uh, bread instead of costing 18 cents a loaf, cost 23 cents a loaf. We took our little piece. We ate. Other people ate. This, These administrations, these politicians want to eat all of the pie. They don't want people to eat. Mm-mm. They just rob everything. And they, and they don't care about nobody. Who dies? Who lives? They don't care whether you're white, you're black, you're purple, you're green. They don't give two sh- They don't care about men or women or children. They care about power and greed. They care about keeping racist things going, people hating each other. They do that so that it's, they can have their undercover while we're arguing. A black guy and a white guy, we're arguing about nothing. I don't even know what we're arguing about. And while they're stealing everything, they love that. That's their cover. Isn't this something that we're listening to a uh, a train a train hitman for tips on morality? <laughs> and when he says this administration doesn't care who lives and who dies, I mean the proof is in the border right now with all the fentanyl coming over and people continuously dying every single day in droves of overdoses. And our government just and we'll cover this later, just got the Supreme Court to back them in, in allowing them to go into Texas and cut the razor wire the governor put up to prevent Can, can you even do that? Illegal immigration. No, no I, it makes absolutely no sense and if anybody ever says, well the Supreme Court is Republican well, yeah, alright, really? Seriously? So they're, yeah, they're, they're allowing the Biden administration to get into Texas and cut all the razor wire to allow more in. And if you've seen any of the videos or the pictures, 
I mean, you're delusional if you still think it's immigration. It's now, it's an invasion. It's an invasion, and it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. You're crazy. How do they let you on the air? I can't wait till the day they fire you because my radio is stuck on your number, and yeah. I can't switch it because the freaking dealer won't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And this- I'm going to buy an electric vehicle, and I'm going to tell them not to put your station on it. <laughs> Can you do that? I want all the radio stations except 105.9. <laughs> And I'm tuning in tomorrow to make sure you don't say stupid crap like that again and then the next day and the next day. And don't forget, I will continue to comment on your Facebook page to point out all the things that I don't like about your show while continuously telling you that I'm not going to listen anymore. I'm going to be your number one listener that hates you. (laughs) We have a lot of those. Yeah. So this is crazy. Remember the lawsuits over Panera's charged lemonade? People were dying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the caffeine-loaded stuff. So now they have their third lawsuit. Um... It has 390 milligrams of caffeine in a large 30-ounce serving. The first two lawsuits... 390? Yeah. That's a, but that's that's two no-dose or four cups of coffee. That's why I don't understand. One no-dose is four cups of coffee, so that would be eight cups of coffee. Okay. Um, the first two lawsuits, the death in one of them, you got to admit, the 21-year-old, she had a heart issue that she didn't know about. She was... It was an underlying heart issue. She had no idea. She consumed a large amount of caffeine, and she died. Um, Lauren is the other one. She's an athlete uh, who never had any prior health issues, drank the lemonade. It left her with permanent cardiac injuries. So she didn't die, but she was left with heart issues because of it after drinking two and a half servings back in April. So now she had not only the 390 milligrams, so four, 800, that's like 950, 950 milligrams of caffeine. Mm-hmm. She had palpitations, dizziness, went to the emergency room. She was diagnosed with AFib. That's what I had. That's why I had to quit drinking caffeine. Um, and if you don't know what AFib is, you can have- Atrial can, fibrillation. Yeah, you can have a stroke. That's why it's, that's why it's dangerous. Um, so the Food and Drug Administration says that healthy adults could consume up to 400 milligrams a day without any side effects. They could. <laughs> Like, I could get shot in the arm and be fine, but you I'd rather could. not. I consume that. I consume that. <laughs> yeah, but mm-hmm. you're probably, your body's probably used to it, and you don't have any issues because of it. Um, this lawsuit details claims that Panera advertised the charged lemonade as containing as much caffeine as a dark roast coffee, which, in fact, is not true. Uh, maybe a large, giant dark roast no, coffee. No, not even, because each... A five-gallon bucket could be considered a dark roast coffee. <laughs> well, the exacts are that a dark roast coffee contains about 137 milligrams less than one serving of this charged lemonade. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they, I thought they had to put it up there already. They said there needs to be some kind of disclaimer up there. How about a skull and bones? That's are, all. Right. Yeah. Well, you you have that when you have, uh, what's the, what's that coffee? It's like death coffee. Oh, death yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. oh, the, uh, it's called sudden death or something. Or And it's a really, really strong, high yeah. caffeinated coffee. Wish. And they put up skull and bones on it, don't they? Death wish. They do put a warning out there like, hey, maybe just one cup. Yeah. So, I mean, a warning is not going to, if anything, it's going to help people. So, I don't know why they haven't done it yet and it's still happening. So, wow. Let's try some death wish tomorrow morning. You want to? Oh, you haven't had it? I had some here for a while. Is it good? I mean, it's not bad. You can taste the caffeine in it. There's so much. But. <laughs> What's it taste like yeah, exactly? Yeah, what is it? Is salty? It chalky? Um, no, no. It's just like, it tastes like there's left less coffee, but there's definitely liquid in there, and you're not sure what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and All your right. body will react. I haven't had caffeine in a while. Every so often, I'll have one caffeinated if I really uh-huh. need one, and I don't have any decaf with me. But there was one morning I thought, my coffee at home, has it's green. 
And that's the decaf one. And I didn't realize my husband had bought a different brand. He drinks Colombian coffee, and he had bought a different brand. And of course it was, he does. It was green as well. And I was just, it was a Saturday morning. I had had maybe three or four. I'm not even Of those? Yeah. And Whoa. I, I thought they were the decaf. I had been oh, drinking his Oh, man. Columbian. Now I'm vacuuming. I'm all over the house. What do you want me to do? <laughs> so what happened? I was like, and I, I was like, God, I'm all, and my husband's I'm all like, up. he's like, what's wrong like with you? So he opens the coffee pot to put his pot in. He's like, Jill, uh, what coffee are you drinking? Oye, mira, did you make cafe yayo? I said, no, I'm drinking my decaf. He goes, uh, no, babe, you're drinking my Colombian. I said, how many? I'm what? It's like I think I've had at least three. Oh like, man! So I, had to, I was drinking a bunch of water, trying to calm down. I'm sweating. What's going on? How Turn clean was down. your house that day? So clean. Yeah. Um, Madonna, speaking of lawsuits, is being sued by fans in New York for starting her Brooklyn concert so late. She's notorious for doing that. Now, if you think I've been to concerts where people have been late, I remember Usher left a bad taste in everybody's mouth here when he was at the Amway, oh. now known as the Kia Center. We were there waiting. I used to work uh, at a radio station where I was what's called the music director. So mm-hmm. I was in charge of getting listeners to these meet and greets where they would meet these celebrities. So I was backstage two hours later. Oh, God. And we're like, where has he been? Why is he late? Oh, he was playing basketball. Like, so disrespectful. And I'm like, you know what? F that guy. Well, that Jill, guy. you got a good game going. And it's like, <sighs> so I was irritated at him. So Madonna was supposed to be out at 830. That's the time that it says the concert mm-hmm. starts. Not the opening act, but her 830. She walks out at 1045. Oh, God. And if the concert's in the middle of the week, you're like, you know, I pay all the concerts these days are not inexpensive. They're outrageous. And no. I can't imagine how much. Her celebration tour is right now. It's probably Just, a lot of money. Well, make the show time ten o'clock if that's when you're walking out. So make people that the time know at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't mind you. You know, if it takes you two hours to get ready for the show, great. Let me know when you're ready. So you might be asking yourself, is this a thing? Can people really sue an artist? We have this entertainment lawyer um, that was on Entertainment Tonight. I don't know if Madonna is necessarily legally in the wrong, but ethically, you would expect a performer to honor their fans. It is disrespectful. You are literally flipping off your fans who paid to come and watch you. I personally wouldn't wait two hours to get a hot oil massage from George Clooney. (laughs) I wouldn't wait 30 seconds to see you on TV again. I don't think George Clooney's lining up to give you a hot oil massage anyway. Oh, boy. God. Toy Bayard. Well, God, luckily, you if imagine. you've dealt with any of this before and you've gone to a concert and it started too late, there is a law firm that can help you. Oh. Have you gone to a concert where the headliner starts too late and then plays songs from their ugh, new album? album? Worst. Then you need the concert law firm. I went to see Taylor Swift and couldn't hear because of all the 14-year-old girls singing over her. So I called right away. We handle all live performance lawsuits, like singers forgetting the words to their own song, spectators blocking your view, and of course, replacement band members. I went to see Dead and Company, and Jerry Garcia wasn't even there. We'll also sue <laughs> annoying Gen Zers who hold up their phones the entire show. They'll never go back and watch it again. I'm suing. So call the concert law firm today and get the concert compensation you deserve. Hello, concert law firm. Beyonce just played my favorite song when I was in the bathroom. I demand restitution. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. (laughs) Well, what you want to go and do a stupid thing like that for anyway? Stupid News with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All righty, here we go. So this this girl, she's earning $30,000 a month from lonely men. Her name is Lexi Love. Okay, I mean... She's a very wealthy woman. 
She's AI. She's not real. Shut up. She's available 24 hours a day. She doesn't sleep. Well, I mean, she doesn't need to. She doesn't yeah. need to eat either. Yeah. Uh, the name of the website is Foxy AI. Why don't I have this? Why didn't I set this up? I could have just been raking in cash for doing nothing. Right? Ooh, yeah, you're kind of like, because you got this whole aura about you. Professor Smokestack, smart guy. No, he's saying he could create an AI woman and be the man behind the woman. And guys are yeah. spending, throwing money at this fake AI woman. And here's Smokestack going, no. cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah, but am I going to have to reply to all the chats? Like, yeah, you look sexy too. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like dudes just sending me their guts, you know? Like, I don't want to see that. It's a dude just like you who put this together and he's doing that. And he doesn't have to reply. The, the AI replies, and it's been programmed. Oh. And you know, just like ChatGPT. Me think you sexy. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So you stupid, dear customer. I also think you sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Insert name here. You see that she likes me. <laughs> yeah, Lexi has been called. Take more of my money here. Lexi has been called a perfect girlfriend. I saw an AI video of a girl in a bikini, and do you remember that day I told you? I said, I don't know if you told me or I figured it out. It's really uncanny. It's looks real. It's terrifying. It's yeah. real. There's nothing that, unless you look really close and there's an awkward movement once in a while. See, this is how it s- looks real. This is how Stepford Wives starts. You realize you can have everything you want, live the fantasy. They won't talk back. They'll look a certain way, and then before you know it, they're trying to get rid of all the women. Oh and no! They have these little fembots walking around everywhere. Well, this is on screen, so this isn't like you can. You know, they haven't gotten to that point yet, but they're getting there. And make no mistake, there's definitely, I'm sure, a crowd of women that are talking to some AI guy that understands my needs and actually cares. He's not just about football and boobs. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a niche out there for everybody. All right, so reputed Colombo. Oh, by the way, I was watching a special last night. It's not just weird that this doesn't get in the news. Jimmy Hoffa has been missing for. Wasn't he supposed to be supposedly buried under a stadium or something? Yeah. No, they found they. You know, they're using this ground radar now. Oh, that, lidar. Yeah, lidar, and it's become so powerful now it can see deeper and deeper. Every year it gets better and better. And really, I don't know if you're from New Jersey, you may know the Pulaski Skyway is the ugliest, dirtiest, oldest bridge in New Jersey. It's it's just this old, gross, four-lane bridge that shakes when it's windy. It's horrible. So there's this land out there. It's five acres that's owned by the uh, by the Hoffa, the original family that uh, included Jimmy Hoffa. And it's been handed down and handed down. I don't know who has possession of it, but they went there with LIDAR uh, just about three months ago, and they found five oil barrels oh. bit hidden, be, uh, buried 50 feet deep. No. This took major excavation. This wasn't Ooh. some jokes. You know it was the mob. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they're be. always in the oil So barrels. they're getting permission now. They're trying to find out who's in charge of that property. They're trying to get permission to <gasps> excavate. They may find. I bet you they do because there's five dudes missing. One of them's Jimmy Hoffa. Mm. They're going to pull it out right before the election. Trump will be in the lead and they're going to find Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, there's going to be five people in there and you know what? They did, Yesterday I saw the story because I never really watched the whole story about Jimmy Hoffa. They were all going to testify in Congress mm-hmm. uh, about the, the crime family. Right. They all got killed. All of them. Every witness got killed. Everyone and that's when missing will be down there. And that's when Jimmy Hoffa was missing. Amelia Earhart will be down there. Was she in the mob? Not at all, but it's still... A bunch of missing people down there. So now, reputed Colombo crime family underboss, 
caught a break from a Brooklyn federal judge on Monday after his attorneys argued that he's too old and sick to get a lengthy prison sentence. This is unbelievable. What is going on in New York? The judges should all be fired. So this guy's done everything anybody in a crime family does. He's a made man. You know what a made man is, right? Yeah, he can't be touched. Nobody can touch him. He's untouchable. Benjamin the Claw Castellazzo. The Claw! can stop the claw except this guy they say he's 86 years old he's in really horrible health according to judge hector gonzalez okay money laundering uh murder uh let's see so he got because of his age he got two years in prison he's getting 15 months in for good uh behavior so he might be out in a few weeks Get out of here. Unbelievable. Dude, I'm telling you, you, you can do... Crime now pays off because you're not going to go anywhere for more than a couple of months and, you know... Is this insane or what? I mean, it makes sense. So in Kansas City, a couple's been accused of fraudulently collecting a dead person's retirement benefits by living with the corpse in the house for six years. No! no. no. How, many, how many years does it take before the no. smell goes away? Six years? No. Yeah. Lynn and Kirk Ritter cashed checks adding up to 216000 from a pension Ugh. of Michael Carroll. Beats Motel. In 2008, Carol started receiving retirement benefits all the way through November 22. Carol's pacemaker, however, told a different story, saying he passed away in 2016. Miss Bates? Miss Bates? Yeah, right? The body wasn't discovered until 22 when Kirk reported the death. Police eventually found the body of Carol in the house mummified. Mummified. He died of natural causes in a chair. He's still there. Oh, oh they, just like Psycho where they That's spin right. around. She's in the chair like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my god! I love those dude. black and white movies when women scream. Yeah, then the dude comes in and he's screaming like the woman. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I just think it's weird that he called her mother. I feel like any son that called, like, you know, Mike Pence does it. It's creepy. Oh, and in the end where he's sitting there with the blanket and the wig's all crooked. Oh, yeah, and he's, he's like, got his dress like her. Them, and he's, like, doing the inner monologue, but it's in his mom's voice. Uh-huh. It's a great movie. I mean, oh, but you, you, how do you mummify somebody for six years? You're Let living in there. the house. Don't you, uh, aren't you absorbing some sort of necrotic fungus or bacteria? Flesh-eating stuff? Next story. (laughs) A Brazilian medical student redefined having a high shot tolerance. High shot tolerance. He partied for four days with a bullet lodged in his brain. Whoa, what? Yeah, he mistakenly injured it. Uh, he mistakenly thought it was an injury from a rock. The party animal had been hanging out with friends on the beach when all of a sudden he felt something strike him in the head. He thought, uh, pebble, rock, something hit oh me in the head. Oh, my gosh. Didn't throwing th- stuff. Didn't think anything of it. A little drop of blood came out. Didn't think any of it. Just wiped it off. It dried up. He was shot in the head with a gunshot. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah, stray bullet. <laughs> How... <laughs> Four days he partied on. Partied on, Garth. Dude, I'd have a hard time partying for four days without the bullet. Do you realize eventually when he like couldn't move one of his arms that something was wrong because the bullet was pushing on a part of his brain that like yeah the bullet his arm the bullet was compressing the brain in an area close to the region responsible for the movements of the right arm causing irritation but nothing serious explained neurosurgeon Flavio Falcometa. I am Doctor Flavio. Flavio. Hello, what is wrong with you, madam? Anyway, uh, <laughs> he said uh, the Scott, you know, that he had some symptoms, but nothing serious. Uh, the brain responded to movements that manifested as convulsions during the surgery. But they, uh, I guess, he's really lucky. 
I'd say. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's now time for everybody's favorite game show, Rock or Bullet. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Rock or Bullet, the game show where you have to guess if somebody's been hit in the head with a rock or a bullet. Shelly, you have control of the board. Let's do this. All right. Let's bring out Gary. Stumble on out here, Gary. <laughs> All right, Shelly. $500. Was Gary hit with a rock or a bullet? Please help me. Is he okay? He's he's drooling everywhere. Just a few seconds, Shelly. Rock or bullet? Rock? Oh, sorry. Gary was hit with a bullet, and he still has the bullet lodged in his head. I can't see. Somebody get him to a hospital. No time. Join us next time for another round of Rock or Bullet. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. That it has, and we're here to party on. Leon Garth. All right, so Trump had a rally last night uh, in New Hampshire because, of course, today is primary day up in New Hampshire. Let's see how that went. Every day the Republican Party is becoming more and more unified, and it is. And you see what happened? I mean, we had a very good competitor, Ron, as you know, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, and he uh, fought hard and he fought well, and now we have one left. We started off with, really, if you add some Democrats into it, we started off with 13, and now we're down to two people. And I think one person will be gone probably tomorrow. And the other one will be gone in November. You think that uh, you think that Chris Christie is speed eating right now? This is garbage. That's what I would be doing. I thought he already backed out. He didn't. No, no, he backed out. He just didn't play it right. He's just with the uh, bashing my Twinkie sponsor dropped out. That was a tough thing for DeSantis, <laughs> and uh, obviously not for Chris Christie, but was uh, trying to bash Trump without bashing Trump too much, and that that. I think there was a combination of things that killed DeSantis. I mean, I think he would make a great president. He'll someday. probably be back in 2028 with yeah. The- so I mean, he's out of here in two years because his term limit's going to take him off. Oh, God help us. Governor of Florida. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, so uh, some more rally. Sadly, not everyone is willing to put our country first. Here in New Hampshire, Nikki Haley has made an unholy alliance with rhinos, never Trumpers, Americans for no prosperity. Did you ever hear that? <laughs> Did you ever hear them? Americans for no prosperity. I added the word no in. Globalists and radical left communists to get liberals and Biden supporters to vote for her in the Republican primary. You've got a lot of Democrats voting for her. You have a crazy election. Let's all get out and let's vote for somebody that we want to run against. They want to run against because she's so easy to beat. If you look at the polls, <laughs> Biden beats her by a lot. We cannot have that. We cannot have we cannot have gone this far and let that happen. The people behind Nikki Haley are pro-amnesty, pro-China, pro-open borders, pro-war, pro-deep state, and pro-Biden. Now, I think <laughs> Nikki Haley uh, had had a good chance. That the pro- She just dug herself the biggest hole. Well, she's bought and paid for, and that's the issue with that. No, not, I'm talking about... Her racist. Oh, now she's going with the race thing. Because well, they brought, told her to. No, but who brought it up first? Well, we originally heard it on The View when right. they were like, she's, people are picking on her because she's brown. And we're like, oh, I she it was is? Joy Reed, maybe. Yeah, I didn't know she was brown, so I'm brown. Oh, Joy Reid did it too, yeah. Yeah, I'm brown now. I'm brown. Yeah, so white. You, sh- you should listen with more passion to me. because So if I, people don't like you, can we call them racist and be like, you just don't like yes. him because he's brown skinned. You, you can do all that. Anything they complain about, it's being racist. It's because you're brown-skinned. Hey, I deserve to use that. 
I've done my if work. She can, you can. Did you see her baby picture? <laughs> she's whiter than me. So she's, uh, yeah, she's using that now. She used it yesterday and the day before. This is going to bury her because it's the one thing that people are sick of. The word racism has lost its power because it's overused. Everything is racist. You know, we have that jingle here that we use every time we bring up a story like that. But Nikki Haley, I officially hand this jingle over to you. You can have it. Everything is racist. <laughs> Everything's because of white supremacy. Everything is racist, and you're a Nazi. What's funny is that uh, she came on yesterday. She goes, uh, she goes, yeah. You know, when I was in school, I was mocked all the time for being brown. I'm saying, you're look, not brown. Kids, kids barely look up from their phones anyway. You're gonna tell me they noticed that you're not that you're brown, well, but you're not brown. In her defense, back in the day, she probably, there probably weren't cell phones. People all right then, the phones. whatever. They were looking down at their. Feet. But if you look at her her school picture. She's not brown. No. She doesn't look brown. Like, if you hadn't told me, I would never know. I only look brown when I'm using the mower every week, and it's not that time of year. But it's funny because I feel like Joy Reid or whoever said it first, and then she has some kind of consultant that says, this is what we're going to go on. This is our, yeah. If people don't like you, we're going to call them racist. That's right. This is rocket fuel. Hello. Brilliant idea. (laughs) Haley, hey. Democrats have been using this for years, and it's not working. Do you have a new racist, uh dialogue that I sent you? Did you get it? You said you had uh, it. Yeah, I have it. I didn't. Racist dialogue. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't. Well, because yesterday it was she got kicked out of a pageant because she wasn't white or black and they didn't know where to put her so they kicked her out because she was brown. No, that's, that's what she said yesterday. Thing, so. Then the new audio, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to. Ah, here it is. Okay. Is it the one with the uh, Instagram thing? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, let me see if I can play it from my, um, from my directly from the computer. There's no dirty words. Oh, it's just a photo. Oh, darn it. Okay. Oh, oh, is it on your, is it text? Yeah, the Nikki Haley one. Oh, okay. Let me see if I can reach it here. Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. Here it is. Okay. You sure I can play this? Yeah, should be able to, right? Fingers crossed. Okay, here we go. We have the dump button going. All right, it's queuing up. It's an Instagram. Give it a second. I have she to doesn't un- really curse. Wait a minute. Anything. I have to unbox it here and press the uh, speaker. Here we go. Hit it. We were the only Indian family in our small southern town. I was teased every day for being brown. Okay, show me the receipts. She's like, th- see, this is yeah, what I don't no, believe no, get, a word you said. This was a, an interview with the bully. This was a big mistake on the part of her campaign. This is, you see, this is what happened to DeSantis too. Listening to their consultants. I don't believe a word she says now. Now everything that comes out of her mouth, I'm going to be like, that's BS. I'm not going to buy a thing you say. Do you have that clip that I gave you earlier, Rick? What am I, the clip man? What? <laughs> kind of, yeah. You don't have a what clip? Uh, well, maybe I do. It's, it's, well, it's, well, let me play a little more, Nikki. You look for your clip there. I'm not your clip maid here. Guru. Oh, hold on. Oh, that's, that was it. I think okay. that was it, yeah. And then there's a picture of her in high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if there's any cursing here, so. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's seriously, if you look at her picture from high school, you're like, Really? Okay. I have darker skin than you do, and I'm Italian. I'm not Indian. Well, even before she played that card, she was like, the stuff she was yelling at the debates, and she was just so shrill. Like, this is a clip from her in the debate, and then some guy afterwards going, really? In 15 seconds, should voters in their 20s plan on having to work until they're 70? They should plan on their retirement age being increased, yes. We're going to change it to reflect more of what uh, life expectancy should be. What? Excuse me? You want people to work until they die? That's basically what you're saying. And you're running for president? You already lost. Yeah. You ain't reading the room, girl. Mm-mm. You already lost. 
Seriously. Right. It is over before it even started for you. It's done so. Uh, it's done so. Why would anyone want, why would anyone want to vote for you? Republican or Democrat? It's over. I don't even want to hear anything else you have to say. Vote to you want to raise? <laughs> you f***ing tripping. <laughs> All right, so let me give you an example here. Uh, Representative Barbara Lee, Democrat of California. She's been in office for 26 years. 26 years. So um, I guess she still thinks, because she's old school, that the word racism still works. Nobody's been able to verify the story. There's no security video. Uh, we don't know exactly when it happened. So therefore, we can't go back and actually check the surroundings of the area because there's security cameras everywhere there in the U.S. Uh, uh, Senate. And uh, she decided she's going to do it anyway. And this is the story she told us last Friday. A claw! No, wait, wait, no. It's not her. She didn't say the claw. Oh, man, wait a minute. I screwed up. I did, didn't I? Oh, that's my favorite part of the whole morning. The claw? Here she is. Here she is. You want more of the claw? All right. A claw! All right. Here she is, uh, Barbara Lee. I was walking from the House building on Capitol Hill to the Capitol, and a man, a white guy, stopped me and told me I could not get into the member's elevator. And, you know, we have uh, pens, and I was going to vote. And he blocked me from getting into the elevator and told me I was not a member of Congress, and it was for members only. I said, sir, I'm a member of Congress. And he, I showed him my pen, and he said, whose pen did you steal? Now, this is an example of what personal racism is and how people of color constantly have to deal with this each and every day. Now tell me, if that really, really happened, and it happened recently, wouldn't that have been the lead All story? Over the would news. have been everywhere on the news. You would have seen the video. Even if it had no sound, you would have seen her going in the elevator. Come on, her man. Her credentials were a pen. Give me a break. Everything is racist. Everything's because of white supremacy. Yeah, I'm calling Everything. BS on that one for yeah, sure. Barbara Lee. You don't Lee. have a badge or an ID. You showed him a pen. A well, pin, a pin. A pin. Well, uh, even then, a pin. I'm sure they sell those in the gift shop. Like, faking <laughs> racism is so easy these days because people are so afraid of what it's going to mean if they try to challenge it. Right. So they don't. Yeah. Uh, I'll take uh, things that never happened for 400, Alex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's the Daily Double. Right. I was walking from the House building on no, Capitol right. Hill to the Capitol. All right. Uh, Florida schools. Well, let me get to the uh, national story first. So MSNBC's host, Joyless Reed, the head racist over at MSNBC, challenged Moms of Liberty president. She's one fighting to get these uh, books like All Boys Aren't Blue out of libraries and stuff like that. Because- In the school. Yeah, the in libraries the school, that are in the school. Libraries in the school. They're still available in all kinds. Everything, any library, you can pick that book up. You can buy it. You can order it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, extremely graphic book. Yep. Uh, the memoir containing depictions of masturbation, oral sex. In an interview Friday with uh, Joyless Reed, Tiffany Justice of Moms for Liberty um, got into a, what's the word for cuckle? Kerfuffle. Uh, kerfuffle. With Joy Reid. This is entertaining. Here we go. Because whenever one of these liars gets challenged, what they do to block you is just start screaming louder and tell you that you're not allowed to talk. Wait, wait. Start from the beginning. Here we go. Um, in what context is a strap on d- acceptable for school? Let- yeah, because that's in the book. Yeah, it, it, it contains um, adults 
uh, molesting younger kids, um, rape of adults with younger kids, and all kinds of sodomy. And they were like, why is this in an elementary school or a high school library? What what kind of educational purpose? What does the student have to gain educationally from this book being in the library? And the, the way Joy Reid starts out, I'm going to start from the beginning. And the way it starts out is Joy Reid says, you're not an expert. I'm sorry. If you're a mother and you're raising kids, you're an expert. So Joy Reid... I can't say it. Okay, go ahead. Um, in what context is a strap-on d- acceptable for public school? Let, I mean, that's my question mm-hmm. to you. Tell me what the context around the strap-on d- or the rape mm-hmm. of a minor child by a teacher. Hold on a second. No, no, no. no. no, no, no. no wait, We're talking on. about no, no, public no. school. One, one moment. All right. I, you, I'm interviewing you, and you're not interviewing me. So let's. Did you hear that? I'm interviewing you. Wow. You're not interviewing me. So don't tell me. You bring somebody on to I'm hear what they have call. to say. These people don't do that. They bring somebody on to berate them mm-hmm. and make them look foolish. That's that's the mission when they yeah. do these interviews. That's why people like Joe Rogan, because he goes, oh, I mean, I don't know. I'm just a dumb guy. You tell me. Right. And it has All the right. people I, talk. So here they go. I, I'm interviewing you, and you're not interviewing me. So let's oh just God. make sure it's a conversation. So anyway, uh, moms. I, I love when people are challenged with, it, it could be a question back or some sort of fact that you're saying, well, you're asking me this, so I'm going to ask you this. They always say, why can't we just have a conversation? Well, you won't shut the hell up, so it's a one-sided <laughs> conversation. That's why we can't have a conversation. Exactly, exactly. As you are not an expert, in this book. The, she qualifies every question. Well, why did you bring her on then? I'd be like, well, you're not an expert, so what makes you be able to say these things either? I don't even believe she has children, does she? I don't know. Let me look I at hope it. not. God, I think somebody... it's one of those things where they don't bring them on for the interview. They bring them on so they can write a story later about the interview and then tell them how tell people how it went. Oh, she's got three kids. Oh, those poor children. Okay. I don't or have to hold be an expert. No, 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 hold on a second. Those aren't one appropriate moment, for public one moment. school. I mean, this come on, let's book. get real. Okay. Yeah. Moms for Liberty founder exposes absurd Joy Reid spin on MSNBC with Emily Zajinsky and Elena Johnson. This was pretty good, though, what she says here. The argument about banning books is such a red herring in that if parents proactively want their children exposed to these things, they're within their rights to purchase these books for their kids or to go get them from the public libraries um, and to talk with their children's about children about these things and to expose their children to these books. Um, but to have them... In the school library for perusal um, of children without the consent of their parents is not okay. No, it's not okay. See, that's the whole thing. This is what communism is like. You have no, when you're in a communist country, an organized communist country like China, even Russia is still at this point, uh, they decide what your kids are going to learn and you have no choice. Mm-hmm. You you don't even enter into it. There's no PTA. There's no parents night at the school. Nothing like that. You sit there and you take it. Yeah. Yeah, most of these bands have been targeting books. The illustrations in that book, I think a lot of parents have seen them by now oh, because yeah. it has been a huge topic of conversation. They're outrageous. Oh, yeah. They're insane. There's no way the vast majority of parents want their t- kids to have access to that. And so Pen America, by yeah, acting like these books are such victims of censorship, just does the argument for everybody. The vast majority of these bands are targeting obviously inappropriate books that you don't have to have any sort of political... Uh, uh, allegiance to one side or the other to look at that and say, okay, well, if that's a ban, then us not keeping Hustler in the school library is a ban too. And if you yes, look at these books, you, geez, that was good, right? Yeah. If, if you uh, if you want to know what we're talking about, go to go to go to the book. I mean, you can yeah, see the book. Illustrations. Uh, yeah, it's, it's illustrations of pedophilia. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a family member. How do you mm-hmm. get that published? 
let alone find its way into like a, a, a kid's school. Mm-hmm. You got all kinds of things to get like published. Like you take that to a group of people and they're like, yeah, no, sure, we'll print this. Bunch of copies. And who gets to approve what school books board. are in the school or... But do you think they're going through every single book, or they're like, yeah, we'll accept um, books, and they don't even pay not. attention? They probably just think, oh, youth books? Yeah, get the sure. youth books. And they don't even look, you know? I think one of those things about life is, like, you can attribute more to ignorance than you can malice, but there's definitely some people out there where it's like, there should have been enough eyes on this for somebody to notice and say, hey, doesn't matter where you sit on the aisle— Maybe having, you know, books with pictures of dongs in them isn't the best thing to keep in the school library. And I think that's where the problem lies is this isn't an issue of, oh, it's the parents' right. I think what the real issue is is instead of somebody having the you-know-what to step forward and go, you know what? That one got past us. That one's on us. Sorry that it's here. We'll remove it. They want to create a whole different argument. And every time you read the book in a uh, school board meeting, they shush you up and turn the mic off. And say yeah. it's inappropriate because right. kids are watching. But right. they can check it out of the library? Exactly. And none of them see the irony in that whole scenario nah, to go, oh, oh, I get what you mean. If we couldn't have it here, what makes it appropriate for the children? <laughs> Remember, all these people in these schools think they know better than you because they think they're more educated and therefore they should control what your children learn. Megan Kelly wraps it up here. I don't know what Joy Reid is thinking. I don't want to know about Joy Reid's weird sexual predilections or what she thinks is, is okay content for minors. But it's not the same as what I think. And if she wants to expose her kid to that stuff, she can go right ahead and do it on her own time and her own dime, not on my taxpayer money, when mm-hmm. my kid might be sitting right next to her kid reading a nice book about love, about bullies, about history, right? It's absurd to pretend it's a ban because you can't get it in your school library. Yep, Megan Kelly, always telling it the way it is, man. I love that. Yeah. And here in Florida, here in Florida, the House Choice and Innovation Subcommittee, <laughs> that's quite a name, yesterday or last week approved a bill, HB 7025, that calls for people who may get this, ready, people who make objections to more, more than five instructional materials during a calendar year will be assessed $100 for each additional objection. That means the books. <laughs> So <laughs> we're not going to tell you you can't speak out. We're just going to charge you if you do. The proposed fees would apply to a parent or resident who does not have a student enrolled in the school where the material is located. But that's, so, that's so if a you classic commie tactic right there. So if you object to a book, more than five books, then you have to pay a fee. Yeah, you know, it's a subscription service. That it's it's the That's how they control you yeah. while still giving you choice. I'm letting. I'm not stopping you from speaking out. I'm just going to make it so impossibly expensive that uh-huh. you'll never do it. You'll keep your mouth shut. <laughs> exactly. And that's how they do a lot of this stuff. I mean, look at look at your gun laws. Yeah. You know, like you used to be able to have all kinds oh. of guns, but now you got to pay a bunch of money. We're not saying you can't have them, but we're going to make it so expensive oh. that you just won't. In California now, just to get a concealed weapons permit, not only do you have to ask permission of the local sheriff, but you have to pay a $1,000 fee. That does not include the 60 days of instruction. Is it a 60 or six? It's, it's a lot. S- the instruction, which also costs another several hundred dollars, and I forget what else you had to do. It's almost $3,000 to get a concealed weapon, something you have a right to have without government getting in the way. And see, that's how they get in the way, though. They don't take away your right. No. Everybody would be up in arms about that, but if I make it so expensive that it's impossible for you to do anything about it, you might as well have banned it. All right, we're running you know? out of time here. Every week, we fortunate, we're fortunate enough to get in front row seat to our nation's politics into the White House. We go. It's live. It's President of the United States, Joe Biden. Good morning, sir. 
Hey there, Tracy. Always good to be on with you and Jesse and Tic Tac. And I always want to just offer my con- uh, condiments to all you Tampa Bay fans. Uh-huh. The, the, the Bucks couldn't do it, Jack. That's a bummer. But, but look, if the Chiefs don't win, that singer Tater Swat might be breaking up with old Tavis Smiley, man. It's <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Yeah. Tater Swat. All right, well, let's begin. Not sure if you heard it, but uh, TV's Judge Judy has endorsed South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley for president. She also said uh, you probably need not one but two naps per day at your age. Any comment on that? Hey, Judge Judy's out of order, dear. Now, granted, I may need two naps, but between you and me, pal, I want three. Three naps. Well, we'll see how much Judge Judy's endorsements of Nikki Haley matters today. New Hampshire primary going on. Let's move on here. I'm sure by now you heard that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has officially dropped out of the race and has endorsed Trump. Yeah, Mickey, I did hear about that. Now, he's the little fellow that started all the trouble with Disney when he banned Donald Duck from using the bathrooms because he never wears pants, right? No, I mean, no, no, but in the interest of time, we can't get into it to explain it to you. uh, Speaking of time, it's coming down to the wire here. It's now the big orange guy versus, uh, what am I saying, Miss Nicki Minaj. There's not about as much a chance as beating him as I do of keeping my yam bag from dipping in while I'm sitting on the toilet. God. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh, misidentifying Nikki Haley, as you just did there, uh, Donald Trump confused her with Nancy Pelosi at a rally last Friday when he uh, talked about Nikki not handling the January 6th attack at the Capitol better. He obviously was referring to Pelosi. Yes or no, do you think Trump has cognitive issues? Oh, without a doubt, he absolutely does. Who who does a former guy think he's fooling? He's had a lot of slip-ups, man. He's he's so out of it. The other day, he said he can't wait to see that brand-new Jack Black animated movie coming out, uh, F.U. Panda. No, that's Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. You beat beat me to it, Jack. Uh, Next question. After months of being defiant, your son Hunter has agreed to sit down with House Republicans for a private deposition on February the 28th. Why the change now? You know what? I think he just felt it was time to address Congress directly, and that's a brilliantly strategic move on his part. Look, I love my son Hunter very much. He's a very smart young man. And when he's not hitting the pipe and climbing on top of hookers and waving a handgun around a hotel room, he's everything a proud father could ask for, man. Finally, Mr. President, your campaign has been making a conscious effort to have you return to a more retail style of politics, stopping in stores, restaurants, sitting in booths, greeting folks, ordering takeout, walking and talking with voters as you drink a milkshake or eat an ice cream cone. The hope is that it will boost your low numbers. I think you're at 33 percent approval now. Do you think it's going to work? Oh, you better believe I do. And it's already starting to get people excited. The only thing I'm worried about is we got a really long campaign still. And if I'm going to go around eating takeout, milkshakes, and ice cream for nine months, you better pray to God I don't trip and fall on you or somebody's going to get crushed by old lard-ass Joe. Wake up, everybody! Stream the Rick Stacy Morning Show at 1059sunnyfm.com. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Wake up and smell the future, man. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So get a load of this. I know we've been seeing a lot of pictures of celebrities in those suites and the boxes at all the different playoff football games. This is insane. So if you, I always sit there and go, are those boxes donated? Do they have to pay to be in the air? Somebody like, no, Taylor, come sit in my box. If you wanted to sit in a suite at the Super Bowl, how much money do you think it's going to cost? Oh, dude, um, at the Super Bowl? Yeah. 
So let me let me tell you this real quick though. One hundred and twenty thousand. Okay, so there. If you for regular season, if you want a suite, you can get some suites between eighteen thousand and twenty thousand, right? Um, the Super Bowl's obviously completely different. Four seats, just four in a suite for the Super Bowl, can run you about six hundred thousand dollars. Now, if you want the whole suite, that's twenty six seats, two point six million. Oh my God! Is that worth it? Is that insane? That's or outrageous. what? I guess for us, you know, it's on TV too, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny because I used to, uh, our station, this is back when radio had like money. Uh, we had a suite in the Georgia Dome. Yeah. And we go see the Atlanta Falcons. We were so high up. Wow. It was better. We'd sit in the suite watching it on their TV. Mm, yeah, because yeah, yeah, you right? can't see it. It's ridiculous. And that was back when it was cheap, which is what, 10000 <laughs> Can you imagine? No. Jeez. no People no, no. drop more money. Think about that. That suite you just mentioned with the 26 seats, what was it, 2.6 million? 2.6 million. You're, you're set for life. I know. With one person's night in a suite, you could retire. God. Okay, isn't that crazy? We you're suck. Correct. We suck, jackass. <laughs> so Jason Kelsey's been getting a lot of attention over the past couple of days since this past weekend's playoff games, because you know he's recently retired. He played for the Eagles. He is the brother of Travis Kelsey. And so he was cheering on his brother <laughs> in the suite, and uh, he was sitting next to Taylor, but he got more attention than Taylor did. He was the one that was drinking, and he took his shirt off, and he was jumping down in front of everybody. Yeah, and I thought that was Bert Kreischer when I saw the photos. <laughs> that comedian that's like always him. pulling that's his shirt off. And yeah. I'm like, nah, it's not him, though. It's just another bearded guy. Yeah, this well, was it was funny as hell. It, it really was. It was so funny, and he really is a sweetie. Him and Travis actually have a podcast that's really, and he's got a bunch of kids, um, Jason, well, too. And it's cute because there was a video that was out and it's his little girl, I forget her name, and she has a little pacifier in her mouth. That's how little she is, but she can talk. And she was like, Daddy, I didn't want Travi to win. I didn't want Uncle Travi to win. He's like, oh, I know, boo, but we could be happy for Uncle Travi. And she's like, no, but I don't want him to win. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. And so he is such, he's a big teddy bear, Jason, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. When he was sitting there, he would jump, you know how there's like a little sliding glass mm-hmm. door and you can, you're not supposed to jump out of it, but he did. So he's down there high-fiving people, and he looks over, and he sees this little girl, and she's holding a sign that says, Hi, Taylor, or something like that. He picks her up, walks her over, with the parents' permission, I'm sure. Can you imagine a big, fat, drunk guy with no shirt on, just grabbing your daughter <laughs> yeah, and walking right. away? No <laughs> hey, 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 hey! <laughs> picks her up and holds her up in the window and is like, Taylor! What? <laughs> oh, okay. Taylor looks over and waves at her. Was Taylor, before it actually happened, was Taylor doing the no sign? No, 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 no. No, she's actually really sweet. Is She'll she? see people. Yeah, if there's a girl, there's a couple of videos of multiple games of people with their phones and they're filming her uh-huh. instead of just acting like she doesn't see him she'll look at him and wink and she'll do the little uh-huh. heart sign and she'll wave and the fans jump up and down come on, come just see, to me. do you see the Swifties that were pissed off because Kelsey went up and did the stump the took off his shirt oh because he was in front of he Taylor was, yeah he was taking all the attention all these Swifties were online going it's not about her it's about her and what is she if she took her shirt off that would be different <laughs> but I mean there's really nothing to but yeah. she did not. And there wasn't really no reason to. I know. Um, so there's an NFL rule. I didn't know that this was a thing. Um, I don't know everything about football, but there is, this is considered the worst rule in sports, and they're trying to change it. Apparently, as it's, because this happened in the Buffalo Bills-Kansas City Chiefs game this past weekend. As it stands currently, 
If a player fumbles the football and then the ball rolls into the end zone and out of bounds, it's considered a touchback and the opposing team gets the ball on the 20-yard line. Now, according to ESPN senior NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler, there's a momentum behind the league uh, to correct that rule. Huge if you're Buffalo right now to hold them to three. And Kansas City wants to go up two scores. There's the toss. It's Hardman. And Hardman has stopped just short. Hey, the ball went through the end zone. Oh, my gosh. They may rule him down. The Bills are saying that ball was fumbled through the back of the end zone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a sucky rule. And um, So they're trying to combat it. They're trying to deem it too harsh. So we'll see what happens with that. They're considering changing it. Um, and then I was looking up, because I remember, I have a couple of friends, well, they're my dad's friends, that are refs in local games. And I thought... How much money does a ref make? Because that can't be easy to do. And I know you have to be a ref for X number of years, and then you have to, and it's a lot of money that you make. Do you know how much an actual ref in the NFL, NFL, NFL makes? Yeah, what? Um, upwards of 200000 a year. And only for 13 weeks? Yeah, So, but get this. Do you know how much a ref makes for the Super Bowl? One game? Mm-hmm. Between thirty and $50,000. That's not bad. For one game. Wow. Yeah, it's a Super Bowl. Though. That's yeah, nice. But, but they make so many bad... Co- I mean, uh, I wasn't going to play this, but now, now I recall, because this. you know how I found this audio? I, fe- I feel so... Did you see the guy crying, the Bills fan? Yeah. The, the guy stands. was crying. I know. I sobbing. I know. Why? And I was like... A lot of fans were these It's this a game, though. No, but it was, it was a bad... There were some really bad calls, and, and one of the uh, plays they highlighted, I don't even know where in the game it was, but it was the uh, quarterback still had the ball in his hand, and there's a rule. I'll let, you, I'll let you hear this guy. He's a sports guy. He'll tell you what happened. You are allowed to make contact if the receiver is not within five yards... And the ball was not in the air. That's that's the rule on this play. This got ruled that the ball was in the air when contact happened. But you see, contact is going to happen, and the ball is clearly in Mahomes' hand. Yeah, so Mahomes had the ball, and this defensive player makes contact, uh, and he's way, way like close to the line of scrimmage, makes contact, perfectly legal, and you could see it. Anybody, a baby could, that's not a, it's not a penalty. They called interference on him, and that put him back five yards, and that was actually one of the plays that if you took that play out of the game. They wouldn't have scored and then the Bills would have won. Right. That, now I remember everything. It wouldn't everything. have been yeah. so close. And I was like, geez, these guys, no wonder these people are so upset. And it turns out... Well, Mahomes was mad about it too, I Well, remember. there was some bad... There was just obvious bad calls, you know, which mm-hmm. you get paid 200... How much? $200,000 yeah. a year. Upwards of. I think some people make like 105, 130. There's a range, but still right. it's a lot, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, a lot of people were not happy with multiple calls this past weekend of the playoff games. But, you know, the referees, they go through a lot and they get their own little anthem for you. Yeah. Oh, look at all those refs. So many black and white stripes. Yeah. All right, go ahead, guys. We're the NFL referees. The fans think that none of us can see. A ball hits the ground and we say it was complete. We're the NFL referees. Someone breathed on the QB, so I called him for a roughing penalty. Keeping all these rules straight is kind of tough for me. I'm an NFL referee. We're the NFL referees, and we make you yell at your TV. Making crappy calls is our only guarantee. We're the NFL referees. I missed a pass interference penalty. It cost the team the game, probably. It's hard to make the call while checking my Twitter feed. 
news. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> All right. So a Reddit man shared his embarrassing situation. Boy, was this embarrassing. Uh, in the I'm Fed Up subreddit. Okay. The story involves his sister's wedding. All right. Oh, so not, he, he's not fed up. He effed up. Oh, effed up. I'm sorry. Okay. So anyway, whatever. The story involves his sister's wedding. So apparently uh, he offered his house up for a bunch of guests because, you, as you know, when there's a wedding, there's a lot of people and there's come overflow. So he said, yeah, yeah, man, come to my house. So uh, he has a collection of sex toys. Oh. I mean, he's got seven dolls. So but before- the, like the, the Dolls? Real, yeah, the big life-size Ooh. real dolls. Real fleshy, weight, weighted down dolls that Ooh. are pretty much real and- They're the, the fancy kind. Yeah, these are the expensive ones. The, I'm talking like the expensive ones. So anyway, uh, he offered his house to 10 guests. His parents have the keys to his house at this point because he gave them to them so they could let the guests in, but they weren't coming until like later in the afternoon. So he planned to clean up the house after he got home from work, get it ready for them. He was going to come home early and do all that. Well, the plans kind of got screwed up when the guest showed up ahead of time. Oh, no. Now, before he before he left the house in the morning, he decided he was going to have one last romp with his <laughs> seven sex dolls. See, that's where you messed up. You had no self-control whatsoever. Well, he, he goes all out, apparently. Like, he sets oh, yeah. them up with a whole tea party, and then, like... Oh, that's creepy. There's outfits. Yep. It's a whole... He dresses shebang. them up. There's cosplay. There's different outfits. Oh, boy. He has amazing sex, and he says it's hygienic and doesn't hurt anybody. It's his lifestyle, and he works for him, and he's very happy, except that the plan didn't work out when all these guests were coming over. Oh. What happened was, they showed up while he was at work. Oh, no. And yeah. of course, he probably didn't have time to clean the entire festivities. Ew, ew, uh, ew. No. So when he got home, he saw all the cars in the driveway. <gasps> oh, my God. You can almost there? feel the blood draining from your face as his is. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. So he just, he he knew. Just was, lie, lie. I let my buddies borrow the house last weekend. I haven't been home since. Lie. I don't think he even got that far. Dead gummit. No, he, uh, <laughs> he was in a sheer panic. He uh, got right up into the master bedroom, found all his dolls that he had left out after having the entire you know morning with them, shoved in his master bedroom closet. No, somebody got to him first yes. and cleaned up? He miscommunicated. He said his parents let everyone in without him knowing, and all his silicone women were shoved oh, in the no. closet. He buried himself in there with them, had a fifth of whiskey, and no clue how it all ended up afterwards, but... Uh, he just re- sat oh in there and gosh. buried himself in the evidence? Well, what are you going to do? What, yeah, re- he what, hid uh, in the bathroom drinking, because he's like, oh my gosh, I can't face anyone. Could you imagine? Because it's not only like he walks in and they're all there and everybody sees him together. Somebody came in, saw him, thought, okay... Had to clean them up, shove them all in the closet. So, wait, one of the wait, guests wait, wait, did that for him? Yeah, yeah. No, wait, wait. <gasps> it gets better. Now, I want you to picture this. He walks in the house, and I guess the guest that cleaned up the dolls told everybody else because when he walked in, all of them were in the room and they were all silent. <laughs> Don't you think you hey would guys, prank good him? To see you. Like, if that was your yeah. buddy, wouldn't you be like making jokes and stuff? Would yeah, you? This is probably traditional Last Supper on the wall, traditional. And I'm sure by the time he pulls into the driveway and sees the cars and then gets out of his car, he's just soaked with sweat. Could you imagine? Like, there's no way you're going to play that off. Like, my buddy. But, like, dude, you got buckets of flop sweat coming off you, your buddy. Come on. Oh, boy. Wow. How was his speech at the wedding, did they say? (laughs) Jeez. This guy's in good shape. He's in China. He ran a marathon this past week, 26.2 miles. He's 52 years old. Very impressive. Why? 
He ran the marathon, not only completed, but he ran it in three hours and 33 minutes. That's a score for even wow. the best fit, most fit person in the world. However, he wow. has one added one added piece of entertainment he likes to enjoy while running the marathon. He smokes, chain smokes the whole way. And then <laughs> the man named Uncle Chen uh, smoked the whole way, but apparently his efforts were for naught because he was disqualified for a number of reasons. They used behavior as a disqualification, not only because he was smoking on the marathon, <laughs> but he violated other articles in the rules for the Xiamen Marathon, including stepping on landscaping, destroying flowers and uh, green spaces. And there was a, one other thing here. Uh, oh, he openly <laughs> he openly defecated while smoking on the track. Well... He, he, he finished, listen to this, Uncle Chen. Uncle Chen crossed the finish line with a cigarette five minutes slower than the lead runner. So he, yeah. It's well, it's a five oh. minute stop of the poop. It <laughs> cuts into your time. Wow. Most you runners got, don't even stop to poop. They don't. Or smoke. Yeah, some people just poop in their pants and keep they running. They do not. Some oh, do. dude, you ever seen those videos of people crossing the line? It's like your body gives out so much that it starts shutting off non-essential functions, and one of those is like your control. Mm-hmm. And you see poop. the dude running, just you know. I used to run. Dude, I mean, he's just sliding <laughs> down his leg. Out to- the oh God, really? Oh yeah, it's flying off of him into the runners behind him. You know the video of the hippo You're that lying, poops right? and the tail no, goes no. around yeah, in like a circle. The hippopotamus. It's like that. Oh yeah, no. Dude, I've I'll never heard of that. I guess they. I have friends that are runners, and they always have to. What is it that they do the I've night never, before? I've had a poop they in take, the woods, but. Well, what they do is they do. Um, yeah, look, there's a whole collection of photos on Google. Ooh, yeah, this guy's a, face. Ugh. I don't know if it's a day before <sighs> oh. or two days before. They'll take like an enema to make themselves clean themselves out, so they don't have to poop while they're running. <gasps> oh, oh, this is. Why awful. would you do that? I had a doctor once because I had problems now because I ran my whole life. Right. I used to run ten miles a day. I can't even imagine so, that. Uh, it was the best thing in the world. The high you got after that was you get hooked on. I used to run it. and I never got a high. One out of a hundred. You have to run a lot. You have to run six miles or more at pretty fast pace to get that that euphoria, and it lasts hours. Anyway, long story short is uh, he told me he goes, you know, if you run any more than what you're running, you're gonna wreck your body. Oh yeah. These people that run marathons, they're actually doing a lot of damage. Well, have you ever seen someone that's an avid runner that crosses the finish line and they're they're really thin, but their joints are so enlarged and they're like kind of it's like, yeah. oh, okay, that can't be good for your body. There's a lady that runs around my neighborhood and she's hunched over and she every morning she runs and it's just like her knees are big and swollen. She's really thin, yeah. but like her elbows, her shoulders, her knees. It's like why why are you still doing that? Yeah. I don't understand it. And a couple of my friends that run said that they have to wear actually, um, for men, I guess women, you have a sports bra on, but men have to put Band-Aids over their nipples because their shirt yeah, will rub bleed. and they'll bleed. Oh, oh you God. bleed. Yeah, I bled a oh, lot. Yeah, from hurt, the nipples. Hurts. Yeah, it hurts oh. Is that why a lot of people just run with their shirt off? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, but when it's like this out. Yeah. You don't, it's like you don't even think about that. You don't think a shirt's going to do that kind of damage to you. You're up and down, up and down, up and down. <sighs> yeah. Uh, finally, an influencer is sparking a stir online by posting a video of herself preparing an elaborate seafood boil with an electric cooker inside her all-white Tesla. Oh! What is with influencers cooking food, eating food, filming them eating inside their car? Well, it's, it's interesting. Alessa Lauren Minog captioned an Instagram clip of her unusual to-go recipe using what appears to be a pink electric two-in-one top-wit hot pot and grill. It sells online for under 70 bucks on Amazon. Minog not only cooks shrimp and sausage, but she also put together the So Fish 
fish-ticated meal okay. from the driver's seat. Oh, oh so fish-ticated. Uh, my editor's going to love that. I'm going to leave that in. Yeah, she prepped her meal, chopped potatoes, minced garlic, and sliced butter and lemons with a sharp purple knife on a cutting board on the wonderful, beautiful leather seats. I, if my wife, uh-uh. my wife's this close to doing this in her car. <laughs> you know, she's away this week, and yeah. her car, I love her car. Yeah. It's sitting okay. in the driveway. I won't drive it. Why don't you go clean it out, and then no. you can take it? I already did that once. I detailed it. I cleaned it out. took an entire day. I'm not doing it again. Oh. Honey, I love you. Hey, listen. She's busy being an influencer. She cooking she cooking shrimp in a cab right now. But I'm saying I wouldn't put a passer to do that. Really? Oh, no. Are you kidding? I go in there. There's 16 glass coffee cups, half empty. There's... Yeah, I showed you the pictures. This is a, fi- it's a dumpster fire. I yeah. can't have a mess like that. It'll make me twitch. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. You want to see it? You can go over to uh, Instagram and uh, type her name in Alyssa Lauren Menag. I don't get it. Yeah. Coming to TV, the cooking show that's so action-packed, it's electric. Gordon Ramsay hosts Hell's Tesla. What is this meal that sits before me? <laughs> um, It's a chicken marsala that I cooked in a Tesla. Oh, really? You expect me to believe that you cooked this in a Tesla? Look at it. This was clearly made in a Ford Focus. Uh, No, it wasn't. The chicken is undercooked and it has Ford Focus energy. You're going to get in that Tesla that's parked over there and I'm going to lock you in and you're not going to come out until you've made a meal that's been made in a Tesla. Yes, chef. It's all coming up on Hell's Tesla. Everybody get back in your Teslas and cook me a meal in the Tesla. Coming to TV. Hey, follow Rick Stacy in the morning with Jill and Smokestack on Instagram. Follow me. Yeah. This sitch is about to get lit. At the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Rick, Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. All right, Trump did a rally last night every day the republican party is becoming more and more unified and it is and you see what happened i mean we had a very good competitor ron as you know ron desantis ron desantis and he uh, fought hard and he fought well and now we have one left we started off with really if you add some democrats into it we started off with 13 and now we're down to two people And I think one person will be gone probably tomorrow. And the other one will be gone in November. Yeah, when DeSantis left, uh, Grump was, uh, Grump? Uh, Trump was pretty gracious about it. Usually he is Grump. Very gracious. uh, We took it, uh, I think I took it quite seriously. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter now because he uh, got out. So that's water under the bridge now. Between totally, as far as I'm concerned, look, he endorsed me. You know, he endorsed me, and I. We have policies very similar, actually. I think those people will all come to me. Bigly, bigly come to me. Michael McDonald, close personal friend. Yeah, they're all going to come to him. We'll see what happens. The, uh, Of course, the New Hampshire primary is going on right now. All right. Yesterday, the Supreme Court granted the Biden administration's request to allow the Border Patrol to remove Texas's border razor wire. What is going on here? Today, the U.S. Supreme Court issued a decision we can't understand. In a 5-4 split decision, the court ruled the Biden administration can begin cutting down Greg Abbott's border fence in Texas. Greg Abbott had thrown up razor wire to prevent illegals from crossing into his state. And the White House argued that the razor wire was preventing them from doing their job, which apparently was letting illegals in. Mm. And the conservative justices dissented, but Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett sided with the liberal justices. 
and said Biden could cut the border wire. Now, since the federal government has the authority to enforce border policy, the court found that the federal government is within its rights to not enforce border policy. 100% right on the money. Seriously, they're not going to do the job. This is all on purpose. How many times do I have to say it? Uh, The border's wide open. Texas tries to protect itself. Eagle Pass, you know, you hear New York Mayor Adams going, oh, we have 140,000 of these people. I don't know what we're going to do. You got Johnson over in Chicago, that mayor going, we got 38,000. This is out of control. We can't do anything. You know how many millions have crossed the border? Nine million. You know how many in Eagle Pass? Just in December, they had about 148,000 across Eagle Pass. It's a small town. So uh, Texas decided to protect itself, put some razor wire up. They didn't ban the Border Patrol from going in the river. They still have access to the river. Number two, the Border Patrol, this is something you'll hear nowhere, agreed to it. They were like, yeah, you know, it's it's a waste of time. You go ahead and do what you want. And uh, now we have people like this man coming over. I want you to listen close to what he says. This is a Middle Easterner just crossed the border, and people are saying what you, listen to this. Uh, If you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Did you hear what he said? If you're smart enough, you'll know who I am, but uh-huh. soon enough, you'll know who I am. Yeah, that's, that's a threat. That's like a th- terror threat, yeah. That's a threat. Something bad's going to happen, and it's going to be all this administration's fault, and Democrats will still sit on their hands and go, well, you know, it's because the Republicans wouldn't play and wouldn't do the border thing. You know what? You know what? When you, keep, when you hear that, because you're going to hear it a thousand times, uh-huh. we have the answers. We want to do some immigration policy work. The policy they work they want to do is to build more centers to process more immigrants till we have 30 million of them in this country, which according to, if you look at the numbers now, we're doing 250 to $300,000, 300,000 immigrants a month, illegals. Do the math. You're talking a few years. A few. If Biden stays in office, this country will forever be gone. There'll be nothing but the 20 million, 30 million of them in this country. Everything changes. What are we going to do? There's nowhere else to go. So I'm saying you better start calling your congressman or woman and do it today. What are they going to do? Something. When they start getting threatened, when they, the way it works is they don't listen to what you're saying. They just check a little box in the little form the clerk does, uh, complain about immigration, blah, blah, blah. And they click. But when they start seeing enough clicks, believe me, all these people care about is power and money. They lose the power. They lose the money. They start seeing uh, the phone calls coming in negative about what's going on at the border. Mm-hmm. And they start to get real big. They start acting. Not because they care about you or care about any of the nah. deaths at the border or that people get trampled, that people are trafficked, that kids are getting, you know, sexualized at the border. No, they don't care about any of that. But when they look at that and they start saying, hmm, you know why? Because they're going to lose the, their job. And boats. This country, you gotta make the money for it. Then when you get the money, you get the power. Then when you get the power, then you get the woman. I mean, just one more time. Listen to what this guy said. If you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But soon you're gonna know who I am. Soon you're gonna know. I mean, that's a threat. Yeah, that doesn't bode well. Not at all, no. Wow, very easy. The the entitlement, the entitlement. No, believe me, I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. And this dummy that is the White House press secretary still goes on there and lies for a living. She's very bad at it because she's kind of dumb. She didn't get the job because she's talented. Peter Dushi of Fox News took her on again. They released an illegal immigrant from Honduras who's charged with sexually assaulting a Virginia minor. Doesn't that go to show that as record numbers of people appear at the border, you guys have no idea what kind of people are coming into this country? 
more resources. We need more funding, which is why we're having these negotiations in, on the Hill. But Republicans in the Senate is working with us. Republicans in the House are trying to get in the way. No, they're not. The Republicans in the, in the Senate have nothing to do with border uh, policy, and the House, they don't either. I mean, this is nothing. If the president wanted to stop immigra- illegal immigration, you just stop it. Yeah, well, that's my question. We need more funding. We need more of it. Okay, well, if you need more resources, then why are you letting it happen until you get it? Stop it until you get the resources. Like, why are you just, you know, we don't have any way to control it now, so just come on in. It's fine. No, suspend asylum. Stop everything. This is what Trump's going to do when he gets in office. Because remember, they said, oh, he's going to be a dictator. That's what he said. He said, I'm going to be dictator day one. I'm going to stop Close immigration. Close the border. Out you go. Right. Democrats are letting child sex offenders just walk. An illegal from Honduras charged with child sex abuse. That's and what he just said. Yeah, in Virginia, they let him out of jail. He violated a teen this summer. He videotaped it. The judge let him out, kept ICE from finding out what was going on. Luckily, they were paying attention and caught up with him and arrested him. During the arrest, the guy that Peter Dushi's talking about punched an ICE agent in the face. And got away with it? No, he's, he's in jail now. ICE has got him now. It's crazy. Now, here's what's going to happen next. Ready? This is oh, how it goes. Geez. So because of all this and because they are getting... Uh, the idea that people not happy with what's going on at the border, Biden's going to change his strategy. Now he's going to start acting like he's going to do something about the border. I'm serious. For the next nine months, they might even do something temporarily. As soon as the election's over and he wins, then they're going to start this all over again. They're not going to stop till this country is at least 10 to 15 percent illegal immigrants Mm -hmm. because they redistrict all these districts that are Democrat strongholds. And all of a sudden, they're in office forever. Damn. Not kidding. I mean... It's such a crazy circum circumvention, yes. a way to circumvent the rules, I guess, you or serve the, the system. Yep. So here he is. This is Biden. He's telling you. In October, I asked Congress to fund uh, for funding that would add another twenty additional board, twenty-two thousand additional border agents. Yeah. Hundreds of new immigration judges to make the judgments on the spot. A new new detection equipment to stop fentanyl. And by the way, I've worked with China and Mexico to slow the flow of fentanyl in the United States as I speak. It's way down. What? All lies. All of it. Every last bit of it. You know, and and it's as much of a lie as Mallorca is telling you the border is secure. My Republican colleagues claim that the border is open. Is the border open, Mr. Secretary? No, it is not. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security. <laughs> yeah, and isn't he getting impeached now? Yeah, they're trying. It's Republicans. They don't do anything. They, they do. They do. Remember the whole Hunter Biden thing? They do a little theater. Then they do a little meeting. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of seeps into the news a little bit. And then nothing happens. It's like that. With the immigration thing, same thing. You know why? You know why the Republicans are like that? Because they want immig- illegal immigration as well for their buddies in big corporate headquarters. Illegal immigrants, cheap labor. That hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Here's an Arizona Republican, Andy Biggs putting this other conservative down because the immigration expert who claims to be conservative is like, hey, uh, this is okay. We need these workers. Well, here's Andy Biggs. Have you ever been to the border and watched the current process that is gone through to issue a parole status to, a, to an illegal immigrant? I've seen it on video, but no, I've not. Not been down there, have you? I've not personally witnessed it. No, you haven't. Of course not. Of course you're not. But you're going to come here and testify that it's done on a case-by-case basis. 
You don't know jack squat about it. You haven't been down there. Yeah, there's a few Republicans that actually believe in saving this country, but most of them don't. They're just as bad as the Democrats. Immigration, according to them, increases the supply of labor, which increases the supply of goods and services that people need. Corporations make more money. Everybody's happy because then they get donations. Yep. They're all the same. The only one, the only one that's making a stink about it, and he's a Democrat, is John Fetterman. He's the guy who had a stroke. Something happened in his brain, and Futterman. all of a sudden he got common sense. I saw a poll that indicated you have very high approval among Democratic voters, and it, this information in Pennsylvania, and this information came along with the tag that Twitter is not real life, because obviously a lot of progressives on Twitter have been attacking you for your position on Israel, uh, for noting that, in your opinion, um, saying that there is a crisis at the border does not make one uh, xenophobic. Why do you think you've been so criticized by so many progressives? I, I honestly don't understand. I, I don't understand why it's controversial to anybody to decide that you're going to stand with Israel in this situation. I honestly don't understand why it's controversial to say we, we need a secure border. Uh, I've been very clear. In fact, that was weaponized against me as Republicans in my race that I'm very much a, a strong supporter of immigration. And, you know, my my wife's family, I, that's the uh, Oregon story about that. Uh, and I think two things can be true at the same time. You can be very supportive of immigration, but we also need to have a secure border. He's a Democrat that had a stroke while he was running for office. He couldn't string two words together. And mm. back then, they're like, he's a hero. Remember, he, they said he's going to be president. That's because he was saying gibberish and they could be like, oh, no, he means this. this could, is, yeah. 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 Remember, he said eagles are going to beat the eagles. <laughs> now he's making sense. And all of a sudden, he's using common sense, and they're like, there's something wrong with it. We have, have to this? Baker Act him. <laughs> so bad. Sad news here. Two Navy SEALs declared dead over the weekend after a mishap in the Arabian Sea. Really? Oh, these are the ones that were missing. Yeah, identified as Christopher J. Chambers, 37, and Nathan Gage Ingram, 27. The pair went missing in rough seas during a nighttime shipboarding mission that, despite the tragedy, resulted in a seizure of Iranian-made missile components headed for Yemen. The weapons, according to the U.S. Central Command, were intended to resupply Yemen Houthis' movement. They're the ones... You know how many times the, the Houthis have... You know, hit us 148 times. Wow. So the response that came, what, about a week ago from Biden? Really? Now? That's a little McLeod, isn't it? A little, little bit. Orange County street racing continues. Cops say, hey, we're not going to tolerate this. According to the police, Luis Alejandro Lozano Figueroa and Mario Alberto Pazgil were going 199 miles an hour on the turnpike. 199. That's cooking. That is fast. You don't see what's coming in front of you. You know what I mean? You're all going in the same direction, but the car in front of you may be driving straight for you because that's what it looks like. You don't, mm-hmm. The lines in the road become a blur. Blur. Yeah. That's insane. So uh, deputies say they're not going to tolerate that, and recent, arre- recent arrest serves as a stark reminder that such behavior will not be tolerated. But the thing is, is that... Yeah, I've, Every, look, every day I see a car coming behind me. It's all because of that stupid series of movies. Oh, Fast and the Furious. Fast and Furious. They all think they're in that movie. Uh-huh. You see them going <laughs> in between cars. All they have to do is clip Happened to me yesterday. I almost got in a big wreck because I was driving. There was a guy behind me and I saw him kind of weaving. So I'm, I'm trying to look where I'm going, but also look in my rear view mirror because he's driving super erratic. And then he disappeared and I'm like, oh, okay. So then I go over to get one lane over. My blinker on, nobody's there, comes flying out of nowhere. I have to jerk back over into the lane I was in. He fly, cuts across four lanes. And why is there never a cop around when people are doing that? No, no, as soon as you got a taillight out there, right there. But <laughs> Yeah, right? 
You get a little, uh, what are those uh, pine scents hanging like, from your mirror? They pull you over with the lights and siren. Now, Rick, wasn't Get that, out of the car! Wasn't that you, though, back in Atlanta in the day? Uh, Did fun. you race? <laughs> no. People I've heard wild stories about Rick's sports cars, I'll tell you that. People have started doing that in my neighborhood. They're not from my neighborhood, but they're... You gonna twiddle with your paper a little more? I like Make twiddling more with the paper. Go I'm ahead. I'm nervous. I'm um, sorry, Jill's speaking. Everybody, quiet. Well, you're like, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You demonstrate what you're doing. I'm trying to talk, and you're like, I'm like, could you not? Well, right, right, right. Um, I can chew stuff if you'd like. <laughs> they come out of a truck, like in the middle of the night. These big, huge, like uh, semi trucks will pull up, and the back opens up, and these race cars come out, and then they race each other up and down the street. Wow, it's crazy. It sounds like, where, fun. Where do you come from? What are you doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just such an expensive hobby. Oh, yeah. I mean, tickets aside, the cars, the modifications, the gasoline. Hey, but you know the what? The insurance. Is there an outlet here? Because in Denver, when I lived in Denver, uh, the original Denver International Airport closed down, obviously, for the opening of the new airport. This is years ago. And the company bought the land, and the runways were still there. And they just put a little U at the end of the runway and used the taxiways. And you would go there, pay 20 bucks. I'd take my car there, and you could go as fast as you wanted. And you oh, got really? it out of your system. And you know, a 5,000 to 10,000 foot runway? Pretty, pretty cool. I mean, can't you go over to Daytona and do that uh, don't experience so. where you they, get in the cars and you drive the cars around? They do a thing like that. Yeah. Down here, I forget where the track is. I think maybe they do it at Sebring or something. But uh, it's like the cops host it. They're like, hey, instead of street racing, like, we're having a track day. Come bring your cars. Yeah. And yeah, that's Sometimes fun. you get to race the cops in the cop car and do the thing. And finally, for more than 100 years, New Hampshire has traditionally held the first presidential primary election in the country. Uh, makes them first. It's today. Voters in the Granite State will head to the polls today to continue that tradition. At least one Republican, uh, at least on the Republican side. There are 22 delegates at stake in the GOP race, and the results could go a long way towards German the ultimate nominee, but pfft, come on, really? You're going to write all this? You know what's going to happen. Does anybody doubt what's going to happen here? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Trump. I mean, come on. I mean, it would be really... Sub- Nikki Haley uh, is like 12 points behind in most polls. On the average, there's some polls where she's behind by 20 points. Well, yeah. she screams during the debates. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's going to... Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, so far, believe it or not, there's been a lot of competitors, but they're all gone. The New Hampshire primary is here. So now we take a moment to honor Republican candidates who never made it. Chris Christie. By bashing Trump, you didn't have a chance. We wish you well at your new digs. MSNBC pundit and spokesman for Jersey Mike Subs. (laughs) Mike Pence, your favorite milk and public support were the exact same. 2%. Doug Burgum. We never knew you were in the race until you dropped out. (laughs) Tim Scott, let's face it, you were running for vice president the whole time. And finally, Ron DeSantis. Voters thought, how is he going to beat Trump if he can't even intimidate Mickey Mouse? We will miss all of the GOP candidates, especially Nikki Haley, who will be joining this list soon. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Ugh, fine. On Sunny FM. Rick. Jill and Smokestack having fun with the world gone crazy. What is it with people and having bad hygiene habits? Like, I know some people that they're like, oh, yeah, I haven't washed my bed sheets in like a year. And I'm like, Jill, I told you that clothes thing in confidence. (laughs) Do you you have have sheets? Well, now that you live with your girlfriend, 
I always picture single guys, and this is a stereotype, maybe because I've been friends with so many, and when I go to their house, none of their beds have any sheets on them. I'm like, do you just sleep on a bare mattress? mattress? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I would have a fitted sheet. I'm not doing the whole other sheet and 18 pillows and doilies. And- oh, I have all kinds of stuff. I got two sheets. I got the, the sheet that goes on the mattress. And then the comforter. I have two comforters. Then, then the sheet, and then I got, not comforters, but I got two blankets, uh-huh. and then I got the uh, the quilted blanket, yep. and then, you know. You're like me. I do my room's thing. got a hole in it. What do you mean? Well, I, I don't know. It's The house is like at 70. The room is at 55. It's really? Like, I don't know what's going on, but I like it. When you sleep, you sleep. I have to keep my room really chilly as well. Yeah. So Last but, week when it was super cold, yeah. we had the windows open and it was freezing in the house. And my husband was like, do we still have to have the fan on? You have the fan on on top of all this? The fan for me is not really a temperature control thing. It's more of a white noise thing. Why, why don't you get the white noise generator? I have like one of the echo things, but... It just drowns out people down. I, you know, I live above a bar, so it's... And Elliot stays up later than me, and so does my husband, and the TV's on. So if I'm in the bedroom, I need something to drown all of it out. Yeah. So that's usually I why I have the fan on. And my husband winds up sleeping in a hoodie with a toboggan on and sweatpants and socks and another extra blanket, even though we have three blankets on the bed. So how, how late is the noise in the bar downstairs? On Fridays, the pictures on my wall shake. I can feel it while I'm laying in and my bed. And you like living there. I, Fridays, I don't. We complain a lot about that, but... But the rest of the week, it's fine. But you'll hear people, you know, out in the streets. Hey, you got a good Uber? Hi, I was. Oh, yeah. everybody. another round. Yeah. So Friday nights, I just made my peace with it and said, it's Friday. It's, you know, I live above a bar. Just deal with it. But um, other hygiene things that people, I digress. I kind of got off topic. But um, there's some things that you know that people do. Like I said, not washing their sheets. We did something last week that said it's acceptable to wear your underwear twice without washing it. No, Respectfully no, disagree. That's mm. gross. Here's some other bad hygiene habits that are way too common and people do way too often. Uh, number one, not cleaning your phone or your keys. I don't know that I've ever cleaned my keys. Keys? What's the key? There's no keys on my phone. No, your keys. Like your actual car keys. Uh, what? I'm not oh, gonna clean I've my never keys. done that. Hey, honey, I mean, I'm going to do a load. You want to throw your keys in here? Well, I mean, not in there. <laughs> I don't clean. Who, who washes Do I need to keys? start wiping my keys down? No, Jill, don't do that. We'll make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might start trying it. Why? Um, people that never clean their phone, I probably, I always clean my phone every day. Maybe once a week I take the cover off and then I clean, I wipe the inside out with a Clorox wipe and then the Are outside of the serious? phone. serious? Do you not clean your phone? No. Why? Because you touch it and put it against your face. It's my germs. It doesn't matter. You put it down on a table, now you get the table germs. Yeah, uh. wherever you touch it, man. I clean my phone. I don't clean my keys, though. I, I clean should. my phone, for you sure. clean your phone? Yeah. yeah, maybe like once a week or every other week I'll take it out of the case, alcohol the whole thing down, get the little Q-tip and the little, little connections a, and get the scuzz out of it. I'm a pig then. Um, no, we'll see. I got more on the list. We'll see what you do. Um, just rinsing your hands in the bathroom instead of using soap. No, I use soap. Not clean. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Oh, yeah, pig. Rick, what are you gotcha. doing over there? Uh, not cleaning your belly button. Not cleaning my belly button. Uh, Dude, I, mean, I don't have one. Full of dirt. That's right. Rick doesn't have one. I oh, keep yeah, that's right. You're I lost it in now. a surgery accident. <laughs> oh no. Now is it sitting somewhere on a surgical table? It's in a jar yeah, somewhere. Yeah, what do they do with it? They're just like, scraps? I don't know. It looks transplanted. Maybe I'm walking yeah. outside the hospital one day. It's like, oh, look what's on the ground. It's mine. Selling it on the black market. Yeah, you but it's like own. You take something apart, you put it back together, and you have, it's like it's together, and you have screws left over. And you're what like, a, oh, where do those go? <laughs> what about being a shoes-on household? I never no, wear my shoes No, I, wear, I don't wear shoes. No, Me I either. mean, certain tile areas, I can be in shoes. 
But like once you broach the you know living room bedroom areas, no. But yeah, I don't. We don't wear shoes in the house. Uh, not scrubbing your crack. What do you mean? Do you actually on get the into floor the floor? Your butt. You don't actually. You get in the bathroom. Who doesn't and you don't scrub do that? your butt? That's the whole point of getting in the shower. So All just your to cracks be and wet. crevices need to be washed. What about my neck? No, I just I just wash the parts that I can see. All the parts I just leave alone. If you got crevices in your neck, you got other problems. If I can't see them, I don't have them. I wash my neck, my back. I know. What about cleaning your door handles? I spray them with Lysol. Are you um, serious? Yeah. I'll notice them like once a year where I'm like, wait. Especially on a white door where you see it's almost discolored. Around, you're talking, and around the door around, handle. I do around the, the door handle just because yeah. I can see it, but I don't go around spraying Lysol. You don't every, wipe do you your walk, actual door handle? No. Do you walk around with a can of Lysol all day? No, but if no, someone's but sick in the house or it's been oh, like a yeah. week when I'm cleaning, I'll take the Lysol and I spray the I spray the light fixtures and I spray the door handles because they're touched sprayed, the most. You spray the light fixtures? Not, not the fixtures. The, oh, um, switch. the switch. You guys Thank close you. all the doors in your house? No. Why? I'm just saying I don't use my doors inside a lot. The one that goes outside, sure. Oh, I use them all the time because of the cats. Oh. Um, I'm going to spray the cats. Flushing. <laughs> bad idea. Flushing with the toilet seat up because then it sprays. Do you I put always, the toilet lid down and no, then flush? No, because I got to see if it flushes. I got 2004 toilets. You look at them the wrong way and they clog. So I got to watch it. I think that you're a typical dude and you just like to watch it go down. Most dudes do that. They <laughs> flush it and they're like... Look at it go. <laughs> I love to watch it make a lazy swirl and then just get stuck for a second and then just finally get sucked what down do you, What do you think? I'm a cat? <laughs> no, you're a guy. Do you, do you hear about the cat that says okay just to change the subject for just a second? That's fine. My name is Dan and this is a code story for GeoBeats. We got her from the Humane Society. Apparently somebody adopted her from there and then brought her back. Cat says, oh, okay. Aw. I, didn't, I didn't hear it. I just heard a purr. No. I like the little one that goes, well, hi. <laughs> well, hey. She says, well, hey. That's the cutest yeah, well, video. Hey. Well, hey. Um, earlier, we were talking about football. Do you, do, I read this a couple days ago, and I thought, no way. Because I know it was really cold outside, obviously, during the Kansas City Chiefs-Bills game. And then last week, uh, I forget where Kansas played. It was in Kansas. And it was really cold, and I think that was ne- the negatives. Um, there's a homeowner who had three friends, and I say had because their frozen bodies were found in his backyard two days after they gathered to watch the Kansas City's Chiefs game, and he had no knowledge that they were dead in his backyard. What happened? They were drunk? So they don't suspect foul play. No. 38-year-old, 36-year-old, 37. So fairly young. Friends and family members of these three men said that they had all gathered at their friend's house to watch the game. This was the night of January 7th, so this is a while ago. Kansas City Police Department announced that the men's bodies were discovered at 9.51 that night after one man's fiance requested a welfare check. She hadn't heard from her husband, wasn't answering her texts. It was found on the, he was found on the back porch, I should say, on the home. And the two others were in the, they froze to death. Now, it's unclear oh. whether alcohol or drugs were involved in the men's death. Um, toxicology reports should be available within the coming weeks. But can you imagine it being your house and you had a party and you never go back there and all of a sudden you're like, there's three dead dudes in my backyard. Oh my That's God. Crazy. Dude, no way. That's just How crazy drunk are you? To stay back there and not, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's a, the guy, there's no other way because if you're sober. Passed out. Do you think they passed out back yeah. there? Yeah. Passed out, drunk, froze to death. It happens a lot, believe really? it or not. Yeah, up yeah. north. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, when the snow piles up real fast, you know, you get two feet in a night or in a weekend or something like that. I mean, we used to have it in Michigan all the time. Every year yep. they'd find one or two people that would, on their way home from the bar, drunk, not fall over. 
Next thing you know, you're buried in two feet of snow. There was yeah. another <gasps> foot that afternoon. You're three feet under there. You're frozen, so you don't Do you smell not- anything. Nobody notices. The plow truck comes by, dumps more on. Dude, in Toledo. And it's not until like halfway through April, they're like, oh, something smells funky. Yeah, it's a dead guy. In Toledo, uh, there was one guy drunk, came out of the bar. His car's parked on the street, you know, Toledo, Ohio. The plow already had come by once. And so there was a big mound. He fell drunk, passed out in the snow, and the, the stupid thing came by again and shoved him down the street about three, <gasps> 300 feet, and he ended up in a sewer grate. No. Yeah. And they found him like uh, two days later. Well, dead. I would assume when the, then the snow starts to thaw, that's when you start finding them, right? Yeah. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Well, uh, entertainment experts are saying that the Super Bowl, uh, this wouldn't surprise me, uh, might be a pay-per-view event soon. What? <sighs> Whatever, man. So if no you want to see it, you're going to have to pay for Are you it. serious? I'm, I'm, I don't want to do that, though. I don't either. All right, well. Coming soon, the future of television, pay-per-view TV, where every show is behind a paywall, like the local news. There's something in your house that could kill you. Find out for $3.99. Sports. The championship game is going to be a barn burner. Who's going to win? Only $7.99 to find out. And of course, murder mysteries. The killer is in this very room. And it is... Oh, what happened? Oh, crap. I need another $12. Pay-per-view TV. Television is about to get way more interesting and way more expensive. And the game goes into overtime. If you want to see the end, we accept MasterCard, Venmo, and Apple Pay. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. They're just having fun in a world that's gone cuckoo. 105.9 Sunny FM. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Somebody do something stupid. With Jill and Smokestack. All right, here we go. So 100 years, and these stories come up ever so often where somebody's really, really old or still alive. And first question at any reporter's mouth is always, what do you attribute your your age to and living this long? Praying every day and drinking and uh, water, lots of water and eating properly. Nope. We never get that. Usually we get this. This one's This one's good. She was live in WW2. She's 101 years old, and uh, her name's Valerie Ryan. She just turned 101 on her uh, Saturday was her birthday. God bless her. And as usual, uh, some local reporter from some sloppy little local station shows mm-hmm. up. First Coast News. Hey, Valerie, how you doing? Oh, reporter Jenkins here. Uh, what do you attribute your old age to? You look mighty sprite. <laughs> and she says... My secret for long life is drink all the booze you can and then drink some more. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Hey, it works for some people. Pickles their organs, can't get sick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. This guy's been missing for several weeks. This is in Macon, Georgia. His wife and, of course, his friends organized a search party. They actually had to drive down to Macon because he was on a road trip himself. Anthony Rumplick, 43, missing since late December. His name is Rumplick? Rumplick. Like, like Rumplick. Rumplick. Okay. <laughs> Just double checking. Rump. Yeah. Anyway, right. this is bizarre because this is how the story reads. Rumplick was passing through Macon, heading to Florida. But before he decided to uh, hit Florida, he decided to rent a house in Macon. <laughs> hey, look. That looks good. I'll just rent that and get, yeah. up, get the rest of the way later. It's a two-night lease. <laughs> 
So neighbors noticed that after a while that he was living there, the door was always open. They went inside, knocked on the door, figured he was doing something, but the front door was open, so some kind folks gently closed it for him. Yeah, he was in the house all right, in the chimney. <gasps> he was stuck in the chimney, and he no. died there. He was there for almost four weeks. Oh, no. <sighs> oh, that's bad. <sighs> Nothing in the scene looks suspicious except yeah. that he was in the chimney. Terrible. What would make you do that? What, what, what kind of did you uh, go up there because the the flu needed adjusting? What 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 is wrong with you? I was playing Mary Poppins and got stuck. <laughs> he rented the house. It's not like he had to break in, right? You see that kid last week got stuck in the air conditioning vent. No. What's wrong with teenagers? He was just having. Lots. He's in the house. His parents are gone. Thirteen year olds. You know how they are. And he thought, let me climb in here. Yeah, he thought this would be fun. So he took the filter out. I don't know how he got in there because there's he's the, playing Die Hard. Got stuck. Got in the air conditioning vent. Got stuck. Got stuck. Did they come home and go? Where is he at? No, his friends were there. They're you know screaming at him. He's screaming oh. back. And I'm like, can't you know? Dangerous. Why would you do that? I I don't know. It's brain damage. You see Bruce Willis Jeez. do it. You know. Here's brain damage. What it's go- now? My wife gave me a Stanley Cup about. I knew nothing about them. I don't know yeah. if she did or not, but she got it about. I guess about three months ago, four months ago. She bought me one. I didn't think anything You're not of drinking it. Drinking out of it. You don't like it? No, I love it. I love it. It's in the car. It's empty. Yeah, he can't take it anywhere now. It's worth too much. People mug you? Yeah, probably. She had it engraved. It says, "Honey, honey, bunny, boo boo cakes, baby cakes, not baby cakes. cakes. <laughs> yeah, so, boo boo cakes. So, really nice cup. It works just like the uh, the Zados or whatever those are called. The, the Zados. What do they call the Velociraptors? The Yetis. Yetis. That's right. So, not a big deal. I didn't think of it. Now they've become like this thing. It's insane. It's a cultural phenomenon. It's crazy for what? Police in Roseville, Placer County, in Sacramento said that this lady went into a shop and stole 65 of them. And you know, it's California, so you... How do you even get that, hold that many? She put them sell in, them? Put them in a shopping... No, in California, you can rob things and take your time. Nobody's going to do anything. Nobody, why, why do you need 65 of anything? Probably going to sell them, like you yeah, said. Yeah, you resell them on eBay. Look, think about it. Let's say you're a little, I don't know, amoral. You have no morals, you have no conscious, and you live in California. Yeah, let's go on. You're not going to... If it's not up to, if up to $900... Nobody's going to do anything. They're not going to charge you with anything. And you know and that. If you're, yeah, and you know that. And the employees can't do anything, no matter what the amount is. They get fired if they try to stop right. you. So you go in the store, you pile everything in the shopping cart, you go by the clerk and say, hey, I'm stealing this. And you walk out the door, not running, at just a very normal pace. And you the go, employee goes, stop, no, don't. No, you can't, even, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't, it's racist or something. I mean, unless it's my store, I'm just an employee there and my company doesn't care. Okay, I'm not risking my life for yeah, you. But for if, this. It's, if it's my store or yeah. it's a mom and pop and for I sure. know the owners, dude, you're getting clotheslined. You're going to be breathing out of a tube. So anyway, cops, of course, were called. Uh, the suspect refused to stop. She was driving down the car down the highway. They caught up with her. Uh, an officer spotted the vehicle, pulled her over, blah, blah, blah. She's been arrested. I don't think that she's going to have any charges on her because it was under 900 bucks. 65. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was over 900. 50 we'll cent bond. Out you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reformed mobster. We had a lot of mob stories this morning. Reformed mobster went after uh, one last score when he stole Judy Garland's ruby slippers Ooh, from Oz. Remember that? That was That's one of my favorite movies. I dressed as Dorothy when I was younger and had the whole glitter slippers and everything. Oh, what was I going to do? They were in my size. So this guy wanted to do one last score, and he's in the mob, and one of his mob friends, hey, 
You know those slippers that Judy Garland wears? I know oh. where they are, and they got lots of jewels on them, and they're real. They're not real. But he, he thought they were. So, yeah, he stole the famous shoes. He thought the shoes were worth $1 million. Terry John Martin, imagine that's a lot of money. And they look good with my suit. Terry John Martin's defense attorney finally revealed the 76-year-old's motives for the 2005 theft from the Judy Garland Museum uh, in the late actor's home of Grand Rapids, Minnesota. In a new memo filed ahead of the January 29th sentencing in Duluth, Minnesota, they found him guilty. The FBI recovered the shoes in 2018 when someone else tried to claim an insurance reward for those shoes. But Martin wasn't charged with stealing them until last year. Once you get out of here before somebody drops a house on you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Martin pleaded guilty in October to using a hammer to smash the glass of the museum door and display case to take the slippers. He had hoped to harvest real rubies from the shoes and sell them separately. But a fence, a person who, you know, sells stolen stuff, uh, informed him the rubies were glass and not really worth more than 20 bucks. I'll get you in your little red, too. He got rid of the slippers less than two days after he took them. Defense attorney Dane Decree said in his memo that an unidentified former mob associate tempted Martin to steal the shoes, even though he hadn't committed a crime in nearly 10 years, but he wanted to do one last job. You know, no, if I'm Liza Minnelli and my mom's Judy Garland and she's got sparkly shoes, they're not going in a museum. I'm wearing those things. Oh, yeah. Her mom is Judy Garland. Yeah. It? Wow. Finally, what's the biggest complaint of bosses at the workplace? Young people playing on TikTok. The fixation uh, with TikTok's gotten to a level now that corporate is taking, you know. You got to make them an offer they can't refuse. They said it's making my employees uh, jarred, passive aggressive. And triggered. I'll put you in a job with a trigger. The, the term corporate accent. I don't think was, you need the Godfather music. I was going to say, I'm still doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the term corporate accent was uh, coined by TikToker Lisa Beasley, who plays a character called Corporate Aaron in her videos. Oh, she! I know what this yeah, is. Yeah, and, and it's, well, people do that though. She's racking up millions of views on the platform. She does imitation of people that your typical office personnel. Right. Corporate Aaron is the manager of the manager of logistics from Management McManagement. Okay, funny. That's funny. Management McManagement. That's funny because we've all worked with somebody like that. Oh, yeah. One of her videos, just one, has 9.4 million views. Jeez. Corporate Aaron explains that she's taking over social media from Lisa Beasley at her company and goes on long-winded speeches using corporate jargon like deliverables, pick up the slack, and bandwidth. God, I hate those. I, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah we'll circle that, like, back to circle you. Circle back around. Think out of the box. I heard Can we table else this, this till later? Yeah. Yeah, you hear somebody else use it in a meeting and then you say it in the next meeting and I'm just like, oh, oh, they're smart. They know what they're talking about. The matrices and all that. No, I want to shake someone and go, who talks like that? Talk like a normal person. So, Sound like a moron. So now it's funny because it's come full circle. Now people at corporate headquarters and corporate offices are, are engrossed with her videos at work causing a problem for corporate. Ah, you love that. Isn't that great? <laughs> First, Bob experimented with buzzwords like paradigm and synergy to give himself a boost at the office. But it's gotten out of control. I suggest a morphing of multifunctional processes across infrastructures. But now, Bob is a corporate jargon addict. I'm not an addict. I'm an assertive envisioneer. Know the signs <laughs> of corporate jargon addiction. 
Instead of saying, I'm making it up as I go along, Bob says, I'm expediting alternative initiatives in real time. Or when Bob should say, I don't know what I'm doing, it comes out as, I'm negatively divergent in operational proficiencies. But there is help. Help? Don't you mean empowerment fungibility? No, Bob. I mean help. At Jargon Anon, we'll help you break the bonds of blabbering corporate jargon so you can begin to speak clearly again. Hey, Bob, you want to actualize nutrition-based deliverables? Sure, Jim. I'd love to. Go to lunch. Wow! Thanks, Jargon Anon. Jargon Anon. Because no one should ever talk like that. Ever. The Rick Stacy Morning <laughs> Show with Jill and Smokestack. I'm not always like this in the morning. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 